welcome to another episode of Talking Simulator. I'm Jack Kolejewski, and I'm joined today by my co-host, as always, Robert Anderson. Hello, Robbie. Hey. So, we opened the show with a pre-E3 show, where we made some predictions over the course of uh, two days, I think, that podcast went on for. Yeah, it was about it was about yeah, it was a two day two day forty eight hours. We yeah. we didn't eat or well we drank beer but we didn't pee. We drank a lot or, of beer, didn't pee, we just talked. Didn't sleep, we just talked for two days straight mm-hmm. um, and recorded it for you, the listener. Yeah, but we didn't talk for video we fasted talking about video games. We didn't talk about video games for a week. So then when we hit the mic we, we just were ready to go. Oh yeah, just yeah. like um get it all out there. But we talk been we've been talking a little bit about video games for the past few days because E three has been happening. E three is happening. Uh, it's been happening all over. Mm-hmm. It's covering me everywhere. Yep. And, uh, so since <clears throat> Saturday, it was the first press conference. Yep. And since then, uh, we've seen EA, Ubisoft, Microsoft, Bethesda, Sony, Nintendo. PC. PC stuff. Did they actually have a conference? Yeah, they did. I um, think it's like, even on like the games media outlets, it. yeah. Yeah. Um. Empty. Audience. Devolver also had a weird conference did I you hear about this i saw bits of it but i was confused as to what it was so apparently devolver had this like fever dream of an eric andre style press conference where they what does announce... devolver do again devolver they do a lot of the like adult swim-esque games like they publish a lot of i think adult swim is also a publisher technically but devolver yeah. does like um a lot of like smaller weirder indies um mm-hmm. Boy, am I going to be able to come up with an example? Did they do some I, of like the Devolver? Like, did they I do think like Pocket Morty and stuff like that. I think De- or? No, 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 I think Devolver did uh, like Nuclear Throne and games uh, of the ilk, okay. that kind of ilk, like a lot of like two D um, stuff. Did they announce anything cool, or was it just kind of no? They like a they riff? purposefully did not do any announcements. <laughs> I, it is it was like a proto like E three. That is a very commentary. Eric Andre E three. I don't conference. think it showed until like one o'clock in the morning uh, for Eastern time. Damn, because it, it was after Bethesda on Sunday. Did you end up watching it? I did not. I went to. Bed. I didn't watch either. That sounds really funny though. I feel like that'd be up my alley. That seems like maybe the most exciting press conference of the show. Ooh, throwing out hits. Yeah, so I mean, at the top, do we want to go do our like our general? Nah, hot, yeah. What's your what's your like hot take on this on this, this year E3 of E3? So far? I mean, because we're we're done now. We've seen all the press conferences. All the press conferences are done. We're now in the point of E3 where it's a lot of like gameplay demos, hands on stuff. So um, even seeing some of that has changed some of my opinions on the games that they've shown. Like seeing people actually talk about them and play them and play some right, of the right, stuff right. that each of us haven't seen yet. That being said, this E3 was. Uh, I'm gonna say not a lot of surprises. Yeah, you know, a lot of swings, a lot of misses. I do think there were some like really cool stuff that happened. I think there were some games that surprised me. Um, I think Microsoft's conference surprised me the most out of all of them, which we'll get yeah, into soon. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I'd say for me, um, Ubisoft and Microsoft were su- surprisingly good for mm. me um, compared to last year's showings. I think all the conferences had like good moments, but like last year and like. I feel like almost every single conference, like every single of these companies have had better years. There's yeah, not really a strong showing for any of them. I, I agree. And it's not like anything was bad. Like, I don't want to come out. I'm not trying to shit talk, really. Just dunking on all these conferences. When we get like, into it, there's like some really specific gripes and some really like high moments I have with each one of them. Sure. Um, except for maybe Bethesda. No, there's some good stuff. There was some good stuff. I had a good thing one. in there. I had two good things. 
Um, but yeah, generally, I I, uh, I was not super jazzed on any of these conferences. I think a lot of the problem is that we are going to get some of these other comp- like we're going to get a PSX. Um, I think some of these companies like. I think because we've had them have so many big E3s, like Bethesda two years ago had their like Fallout, they like, had their first press conference mm-hmm. where they did Fallout Four and stuff like that, which is like a big splash. Last year, where Sony like made me punch a cop and lose my mind. Right. Last year, you know, I think they kind of like maybe not even like blew their loads too early necessarily. Your, your reaction to Sony was different this year. Uh, very different. I didn't like, stand up and yelled one. Yeah. One, one time didn't do that. We both practically fell asleep on the couch. That was tough. Um, but I mean, like. In general, it seems like the way that these companies are presenting themselves at E3 is changing in some big ways. I mean, there were still some big stage moments, but, you know, I think especially Sony, like, that was a an hour of trailers. That was like yep. a YouTube playlist. Like, was, there was no... It's weird. I mean, like, you expect things like this from Nintendo because they can do the direct at any point. Right. And that's how Nintendo operates. They're like, we're going to give you something at E3, but when we're going to announce something... We're going to announce yeah, but it. That's, we don't need E3. That's you know? the thing is, it seems like e, Nintendo has realized, like, no one... This is not a show for, you know, executives or... or, or yeah. um It's not a trade show anymore. Like, no. people just want to see new shit. And mm-hmm. Nintendo realized that we don't need to pay for a stadium and have a big stage to the show people these trailers. Yeah. And how much do you think Sony paid to rent out that space... And how many for more a bunch people of pro- do we see in the yeah, audience they, that they, showed all the they time? They cut back to the audience repeatedly and just showed a bunch <coughs> of board press members mm-hmm. on their phone the whole time. Yeah. I mean, like, some of the people in the crowd in those shots were, like, literally looking at their phone and yawning at the end of trailers. Yeah. So it's like, it seems like the, the just in general, and like, like we said in our pre-show, this is kind of a weird E3 anyway, because this is the first one that they're letting the public into. Yeah, definitely. So they seem like in some sort of weird limbo where they're the necessity of these stage shows because of what you said before mm-hmm. with companies doing their own events, their own right. separate events where they can control the messaging and not deal with, you know, all the other associated costs and uh, crowds that come with E3. Right. Like, what is the point of, of paying all this money for this? Yeah. Which is an interesting thing. I mean, like, I would I would hate to see E3 go away, because I do think, you know, I do, I always call it Nerd Christmas, and I do, like, kind of like the excitement in the air, like, yeah. especially the pre-excitement. You know, we kind of sound low energy right now. I think we'll kind of pump it up once we start getting into it. But, um, you know, it, it's, it is, like, a very, like, electric feeling, and, like, going to E3 is always really exciting. There's always so much to talk about. Yep. Still a lot to talk about, but I just, you know, it's one of the weaker showings in years, and I... You know, now it now E three is another year away, right? It just came and gone. Yeah, you know. So well, technically, the show is still going on because we're recording this on Wednesday. But yeah, there's one more day of the show floor after today. Yep. But I don't. At this point, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of new stuff shown. New things being seen, but nothing new being like right first time seen. Right. So, so you want to hop into these conferences here? You've got um, an entire. I have uh, extensive notes. You have extensive notes. Yeah, for the... You know, I did... Um, you I did watched, your homework. I did most of the press conferences today. I think I watched... What did I watch today? I did EA last night, and I did Microsoft through Nintendo today. So you were playing a little bit of catch-up. I watched most of these live yeah. as they happened. Which... I... Yeah. I mean, I did see, like, you know, on, like... I would go on IGN a lot, and I did a lot of, like, kind of the recap stuff, and I did watch some of the... Um, like, hands-on shit, especially with, like, some of the games I was, like, a little bit more interested in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
funny story. I'll tell I'll, when we get to Nintendo. I'll tell it. But uh, yeah. So all right. But today I did all my catch up. But uh, EA was the first one on Saturday. EA was the first one. What did you think of EA? Well, uh, my first note was weird bro drummers. Um, because you remember they opened, they had like the guys in jerseys just playing drums before uh, the uh MLB game, not MLB Madden. Oh yeah, well yeah. EA has sports. Yeah. I mean EA showed a decent amount of FIFA and Madden, which mm-hmm. for me does nothing. But weird lean into esports for EA's conference. I so that was like across the that board. So I feel like every conference tried hit to hit the esports button. Yeah, and like guys, listen, I know esports is starting to make more and more money every year. Yeah, I get it, but like you're gonna make it not cool. <laughs> fake esports. It's just embarrassing for everybody. Like, come on. Yeah. There's a, what is it? I think during the Microsoft show where they're showing that, like, really lame game. And all of a sudden, there's a commenter standing on, like, a pillar. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, off like, the side like, and he's just is, screaming. He's just like, and then there's an arrow to the back. I'm like, first of all, this game looks fucking boring. Right. And you look like a psychopath who just came out of nowhere and started yelling at the audience. Yeah. But back to EA. Uh, you know, yeah, I wasn't super, I wasn't super big fan of, like, some of the stuff they leaned into. Um, I mean, they really, their big things were the Battlefield 1 DLC, uh... Which, Battlefield 1 has been out for a, almost a full year now. Yeah. And they put out some DLC, and their DLC is, like, more maps. So, like... Didn't look that. Yeah, okay. Does it have a campaign to it? Because they showed, like, things that look story beat-ish. I was sure if it's just, like, cinematics no, I think promoting that was, the maps. I, yeah, I think yeah. that was just all, like, new maps. So that's kind of lame. Stuff. Um... What else did we get? Need for Speed they showed. Uh, Need for Speed looked... Looks like Fast and the Furious. It looked like Fast and... Well, the thing is, all the card games, except for Forza, looked like Fast and the Furious. Yeah, well, Fast and the Furious makes like a billion dollars every movie, so it makes sense if you don't want to hit that. Um, There were some weird things, like the car combat was like kind of cool, but I also felt like all the stories... Because what would get me into that game if it was like not very car simulator-y... Arcadey. It was more arcadey and kind yeah. of stupid, yeah. And, like, there were points of that where I was like, this is so stupid, I could totally get into this. But yeah. I like car stuff when it's dumb. Yeah. Like, I like Mario Kart and Fast and the Furious. Yes. I don't like NASCAR. Give you something between Mario Kart and... What is that, the, the three car things? You've got Mario Kart, you've got Fast and the Furious, and you've got NASCAR. That's the three pillars Those are the three pillars of, of car driving. stuff. Yes, yeah, of I would say stuff. so. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, okay, some might take uh, a different stance there, but I can see well, I don't agree with them. Okay, fine. <laughs> For um, the sake of this conversation. Um, also, I kind of want to, you know, we're not really big sporties, and I'm, I don't think we're going to talk about Madden or FIFA too much, but the campaign trailers for this game, so I was actually like, huh. Like, it just seems kind of cool. Like, uh, I was actually kind of into it. I mean, if anything, with the EA Sports games, they're largely the same games with some gameplay tweaks and yeah. new rosters every year. So, like, if EA is going to go out of their way to <coughs> put something in those games to make it different from the year before, like, appreciably different from the year before, like, all the, power, into it. all the power to them, really. Yeah, but I'm still not really going to touch those games. So yeah. That's just how, Neither of us are. how I do it. Um, yeah, New for Speed looked okay. Oh, the big, the big one was uh, way out. Oh yeah, way, way out, out looked pretty cool. Fucking cool. Yeah, uh, um, the, the developer of Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons. Yes, which I have not played, but I did actually write that down. That is a cool game. I want to check it out. That might yeah. be a good one to actually hit on the narrative level. Um, oh yeah, because that's totally. a quick one that we could both whip play through. together. Yeah, yeah, and probably That'd be fun. Like, uh, well, no, it's well the conceit to that game is that it is a single player co op game. 
So that's the one. I don't know if you remember. No. You're playing. It's one. Per, it's a single player game. Right. But you're playing two characters at the same time, and you're controlling. Each character is controlled with a different joystick. Ooh. So you sort of yeah, it's kind of that's a neat weird, thing where you yeah. have to like wrap your head around how playing. to do things simultaneously or not. It's kind of a yeah. left brain, right brain kind of thing where you're like rubbing your head and patting your tummy at the same time. Well, I'm not I'm not very good at that. So, but, but it's interesting because over the course of the I we'll get into that more because I yeah. think that would be a I think we should do that. Be that a sounds good. good. But in terms of this game, uh, story looked fun. Um, but it's Prison Break. It's pr- it's Prison Break, the video game. But yep. Prison Break's not really a good show, so I'm way more into this. I've never seen it, so I can't say. Nah. I, uh, but um, yeah, I was. What really intrigued me was, of course, like it always. It, they were like, this is only a co-op game, which is like a really hard sell. But I think they're doing a really good job of it. Um, I think I talked to someone before I saw the trailer. Like, yeah, it's a co-op only game. I'm like, there's no way that's gonna sell. You know, again, that's only co-op. I mean, it, it might not be the biggest seller, but I mean, I don't know. It looks really cool. I don't know how well, well, they put Brothers A Tale of Two Sons out on just about every platform under the sun. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm not sure how well it sold, but I'm, I'm always happy to see publishers take risks on developers that are going to do something that Definitely. is a unique take and might not take off, mm-hmm. but at least it's something different. And if if EA needed anything on their stage, it was something different. This is Yeah, I was just about to say, this is definitely outside of their normal wheel, uh, wheelhouse of stuff. Um, I'm definitely on board with it. I was really excited to see kind of like the, um, and they talk about on the stage, which is kind of like the different like multitude of like there's a lot of game variety it seems like you're doing things breaking out of prison story beats and then they're shooting driving things like that like there's a lot of like things on a mechanical level happening in that game yeah that i think would make it like really replayable and not really get too boring you know you're not just crouching stealth killing and taking points like you're yeah. doing a whole bunch of shit and it seems very narratively driven so i'm really on board with that and it is from the ground up all a co-op game so yeah. you're playing that game with somebody else no matter what it is a split screen you have to see i think their screen even if you're playing online i think you'd be seeing what they're doing the whole right. time which i think is really cool that is interesting to see something designed from the ground up to have that in mind would be it's very cool. cool yeah it's cool um and then talking and, about lost scorpio talk too um from them they were pitching it even before microsoft's thing came right, out right right uh but then after that, we we're kind of really into the Star Wars Battlefront stuff. Right. It's really just after that is they teased Anthem, which we'll talk more about at Microsoft. Yeah. And then they showed a lot of Battlefront 2. I watched the whole thing, dude, and I couldn't get enough. That game looks cool. That uh, The Assault on Feed, feed stuff. That, I mean, like, so I think I wrote that I hated the commentary that was happening. Well, it's another, it. like, it case e-sports of bullshit forced thing. esports. Yeah, and it really was so just like, bad. dude, just show us. It's the fine. Fucking game. Like, you yeah. don't have to force it because that's what it is it always feels forced yeah um just show some fucking gameplay mm-hmm. like you don't have to like shout cast it for me i can see what's going on yeah but if you turn off them talking and you watch the thing yes that game looks it looks like old school star wars battlefront but like with yep. a really hot new take on it the class system seems to really change things tactically it looks amazing incredible yeah when they're in the naboo starfighter and you see like the lasers like kind of change the hue of the glass like dome from the cockpit i'm like yep. this is some really crazy it shit was right super now. pretty yeah um i mean you know that prequel stuff not good movies or whatever but uh aesthetically aesthetically cool. pretty cool yeah. um yeah but the whole uh what else did I, the i mean just the things that they added that really kind of like spoke to me 
as like wanting to get back into Battlefront because one didn't do it for me. I don't think it really did it for you too. No, it was just a little thin on content, which is we had this discussion. And last I think a time, low think. skill cap too. Or skill gap. Sure, whatever. I just think it felt a little easier. I'm not, sorry, I'm not a pro eSport oh, gamer, so uh, the skills, skill ceiling is not exactly a consideration for me. Fair. But uh, class system, super on board about, happy with the fact that you could be like a support person in the field. Also really like the battle points system, which is how you get like... If you're on the droid side, that's how you get like super like storm or uh, super droids, like the guys, the blue guys who have like the wrist rockets, and then that's how you get ships and tanks and things like that. So you have to allot your points for kind of what the battle's asking you to do. Do, do good and get stuff. And then there's like a multi-tiered like the way you move through a map is in three tiers. So when you break through certain parts, the map changes and you're working into like the second wave of the map. Right. And that's what I was talking about last time, <laughs> but I want them to go up. Yeah. I mean, I kind of liked how... I feel like if they had that, they would have showed that on a stage demo. But then they would have. They don't have it. I'm not, it doesn't really bother me as much though, because I really liked seeing the Robbie. dog fighting interact with the ground fighting. Robbie. What? It's called a Star War. There's going to have space combat. It's Stars. just going to be different. Space. I understand. Give I understand space. what the Star please, Wars is. Please, please, please. But they have space combat. It's just separate separate from ground combat. So how are you going to do whatever? I suppose you could land on ships. They did that in Battlefront 2, I think. Which was like kind of lame, but if they make it good, then that'd be sick. If you could like kind of like dock into ships and yeah. like fuck them up from the inside. Yeah, that would also be cool. I would be so down with that, dude. Um, but I liked how, like, you know, when you were watching the gameplay, uh, like, people who would be in the air would, like, be kind of doing, like, dive runs mm-hmm. on the ground and, yeah. like, taking out, like, people. Like Battlefield. And what I also noticed is uh, it's the classic Star Wars Battlefront uh, OG 1 and 2. Uh, the objectives were eliminate, like, the lives of the other team. And Battlefront 1 didn't really have that as much. It was more of kind of like a death, uh, death match kind of format in terms of like kind of the well, points that you would gather it's, have you it's rush mode from battlefield oh that is exactly what this well, is. yeah rush mode in battlefield is you have an objective at one spot mm-hmm. one team is defending the other team is attacking the attacking team has a number of tickets if they run out of tickets which is lives basically game over game over yeah 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 i don't know but that's pretty much what ea's conference was which right. i was i was with it well um, also they had um they showed a, another, I think, story trailer for Battlefront. Yeah, it look cool. Which, uh, yeah, it's cool that they're putting a story mode in there. Maybe mm-hmm. that'll that maybe at least there you'll get some of the more cinematic stuff where they can do a canned like mm-hmm. now go into space. So we'll see. Yeah, That'd probably. Be cool. Uh, that presenter was really intense. That actress who's playing the kid, the she character. was really intense. But I also feel like everyone at EA was really. I intense. suppose she, like... but she just had a moment. She was like, "If there's one," she stared like directly into the yeah. camera and was like, "If there's one thing I love, it's epic cinematic Star Wars battles." And it's like, "Whoa!" I bet you I, do. I believe you. You are very intense and kind of intimidating. She's definitely intimidating. Yeah. She seems very tall. She seems very, very, very tall. Very tall. Yes. And I'm, I'm a short man, Jack. I don't yeah. know if you know that. Yeah. You do, because I'm right in front of you. But, um... Well, you're sitting down right now, so we're... So, I might, I'm, we're at this, a similar level yeah, yeah, at yeah. the moment. Yeah, otherwise, I mean, the conference was, again, like... I think EA kind of leaned the heaviest into the esports things. Yeah. And I, like, absolutely fucking hated That's, that it. That shit sucks. It's just hor- it was horrible. And, like, I also, like... I think when we get into the other uh, conferences too, I don't. I really hate like the cocky, like, 
our game's the best, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's almost, like, no... It's not until you get to, like, Nintendo and maybe even Bethesda's conference, despite it being boring, was very humbling at times. Mm. Um, and Nintendo was also, like, always very humbling. Never being, like, there's no better fucking game than Mario. Eat, eat a fucking dick. I hate you. Whereas, like, EA, Microsoft, just, like... <clears throat> it's ours. It's the best. I'm not sure I'd take your meaning. Cocky. I don't like cocky. They're cocky. They're okay. cocky. That's yeah. what I'm trying well, to say. I mean, I guess you got to sell yourself when you're up there on the stage. Yeah, I mean, that's... Little, uh... and, and I think that is that is kind of the counter-argument, counter is what I would say, is, you know, if, if you're not going to back your games 100%, then who is? Sure. I guess there's a, a, a stage presence balance there between confident and cocky. I would say so. Yeah. Because I think that it's good to be humbling. I think, like, it took Nintendo a long time to kind of be like, hey, we started to look at other developers and want to use kind of what they've learned in our games and yes. you get games like Zelda, you know? Yes. But for Zelda a while the they would never admit that. to that, you know? Zelda so. is the peak example of taking 20 years of open world games and, and applying it to their yes. formula and then applying their polish to it and mm-hmm. making it, you know, unlike any other... Yeah. At the same time, using a lot of those same mechanics, but also, like, polished in a way that only Nintendo can really pull Absolutely. off. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it's just... It's, you know, EA's conference... You know, it was it was fine. Again, way out in Battlefront Two were the only things that intrigued me. Yeah. But that being said, super into those, and we're getting those this year, so that's really cool. Yeah. Um. So next is Microsoft. Microsoft. No. Right. Uh. Yes. 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 Microsoft was next on Sunday. <sighs> they announced what Scorpio is. Xbox One X. Xbox One X. Palindrome. X B O X. X. Oh. Yes, X B O X X. Nope. Because it's X. Wait. Yes. Xbox One X. X B One X. Xbox. It's a palindrome. X Bone X. Are they starts st- with an X? They straight edge console. X Bone X. X Bone X. You can bone my X anytime. Oh. Um, glad they did this at the beginning of the conference. Um, yeah, really well, they opened to, up. With they it. had to they get had out there to. and say what, what the Xbox, what Scorpio was. Yeah. Like, but like to, what do you think of, to what say, do you think of the name. I thought it was interesting that they were pushing. They they showed like on their stage like Xbox One S and Xbox One X. Yeah, and like One's... when your messaging is already probably like complex to begin with, yeah. making your two SKUs that similar in name, I feel like. Also, the box doesn't really look that different. Not that, like... I'm not saying it has to. Well, but, I mean, uh, Xbox, the design on it, it looks better than the original Xbox One. Both of them do. Heads absolutely. But the, but S, looks kinda be- just, the S looks better, honestly. They kind of just look like square boxes. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's called the Xbox, so what do you... you know, I guess, but, like, you know... It's the, not the X-Cube. The PlayStation, uh, OG fat PlayStation 4, looks fucking good. That's a good-looking console yeah. with, like, a really cool slant design to it. The Slim is very similar, but, like, you know, it's the Slim model. Slimmer. It's a mm-hmm. Slimmer. Uh, you know, the Switch is the coolest box because it has a screen on it. That's true. And I like the way the Switch looks. Switch is cool. The dock is cool, too. But, um, I don't know. But uh, the Xbox One X. I, mean, I would yeah, say it's I, not for me. I, I don't think it's for you, I, either. Do you think they... I mean, we spoke a lot in our pre-show about the messaging that they're going to need to get across. Cause we already had an idea of exactly what this thing was, right. but how do you feel that they sold it? 
I mean, it's it's a it's a box that is more powerful, but really the power is only going to come through on frame rate and resolution. Like yeah. I, most like first party games, yes, might look better, but like yeah. in most cases, if you don't have a 4K TV, like you're not really going to see the benefit from this thing. I don't think. I mean, I think they have. I think, I think the the way that they timed out their messaging. Because you have to compare it to like how they kind of unveiled PS4 Pro. Because I think those are kind of like the real competition between each other at this point. Yeah. But uh, you know, PS4 Pro, I mentioned that like they had a, they did a whole separate press conference in September to unveil the PS4 Pro. People were just like, I don't fucking know. So at least with Xbox, like you know, I think they handled it the best way they could. They got it out there. They did it at the beginning of their conference and just really focused on games. Like most of my notes that I have are. Xbox games. Xbox and they showed really a shit showed, ton like, of gum. I think they showed, they showed a lot of gum. They said 42 games, 22 of them were exclusives. Which is awesome. No, really good. For good. Them. That's really And they good. showed some stuff where I was just like, console, damn. Console exclusives. None of them are 100% exclusives because as we said, again, mm-hmm. now everything that's on Xbox as is also, also going to be on PC. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, um, like the PS4 Pro, the Xbox One X is not for me because I don't own a 4K TV. And this is just simple matter. Right. And I, matter that, I do you know? intend to buy a 4K TV in the next, uh, anytime soon? Probably in the next five years, if I have five a better years, job. Maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. and that's, if I have a job that pays me, like, probably 100 grand a year, which that's never going to happen. Because I try to be an artist. Well, follow your dreams. We'll see. But yeah, so I don't know, 4K, 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 but... Um, Outside of, like, all the kind of the tech jerk-off and stuff like that, and then, of course, they're going to show fucking Forza in the beginning. Um, after that, we get into games like Metro and, and things like that. I, we can't, I don't think we have time to go through, like, all these games, but I, I did what's, what's literally today? write what, them all down. What, okay, you wrote all of them down, but, like, don't look at that piece of paper. From memory, what stands out to you? Those two cool indie games. Which two cool indie games? They're called uh, The Last Night and The Artful Escape. The last night was the one that, that they showed looked back like, to back. That looked like yeah. Blade Runner. One looked like Blade Runner, which was awesome, and then one was like the Acid Trip guitar game. Guess what? I have bad news for you about your favorite game from Microsoft Show. You ready? Did you what? hear this? You didn't no, this? I didn't hear this. You really don't look at Twitter, huh? I don't. It's uh, so. Oh shit! Yeah. Is this the thing you're gonna oh, strap in? Um, it's gotten more complicated since the first night. So, so yeah, I saw the press this press conference. You, I watched at the it, time. I watched it on Sunday. Yeah. I felt the same way. I was like, whoa, that 2D, 3D Blade Runner looking game looks Sick. pretty pretty cool. Yeah, it's a sharp looking game. Then I turned to Twitter that night. Mm. The games media sure do love their twits. tweets. Um, the, the games media has been probably my favorite. Not even games media, like games Twitter has been my favorite part of this E3 so far. Yeah, and I've kind of tried to stay away from it a little because bit. Because there have been some pretty good... Pretty good goofs yeah. on there, especially mm-hmm. once we get to Nintendo. Nintendo had really? a lot of good goofs. <laughs> but, um, so, apparently somebody dug into um, the developer, History. the lead developer on this game, whose name is... Which one, Last Night? or The Last, the last Night, okay. yeah. it's uh, His name is, like, shit, <coughs> Tom something? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy, they, they dug into his tweets, and guess what that guy's into? Uh, is he, uh, is he, is this the alt-right guy or the gamer gay guy? This is the is gamer one, gay. one in the same, really? This is the gamer gay guy. Okay. So this is the guy who's, uh, like, has a lot of posts and shit and tweets. Mm. Like, to be fair, most of it from a while ago, but still, like, Gamergate is the kind of despicable thing that, like, 
If you show well, any if sort you're of, on the if you're on the wrong side of Gamergate, that is totally like yes, yeah, he was on the wrong you. side of Gamergate. Yeah. Like Gamergate, for anybody listening that doesn't know, um, was a basically concerted effort to, within the gaming industry to character assassinate this woman's career. And not only life. like multiple women, like it yeah, it, it became more or less a mobilized assault under the thinly veiled um, uh, guise of of journalistic integrity i say oh, with air like yeah, pretty whatever. yeah pretty big air yeah, well, listeners i just jerked off right again say whatever thinly veiled but yeah. it was a it was a concerted hate effort against women in the industry not and to alienate anyone but jack and i are on the side of the women in gamergate no 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 support. let's we're alienating people there yeah, like if you're not fine. on the side of like of the women who are getting attacked during gamergate you're actually probably just a piece of you're shit. probably a gamergater in which case you are a uh, piece of shit again i think that's like a pretty despicable i know that's a pretty despicable thing yeah. and in the case of multiple women who were the targets of these concerted efforts like there were death threats made they rape had threats. Rape threats. They left their homes out of fear of for their own safety. Yeah. Like, it's all despicable shit. And this guy was speaking online in favor of that kind of shit. Speaking it's the online. Darkest, it's like the darkest moment in, like, being... It's like probably one of the darker moments in gaming history, I would say. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah. oh, video games. I, those are for the kids. Even when I talk to people who know medium amounts about video gaming but they know a little bit about the internet they know about like internet culture and things like that yeah i tell them like oh yeah i'm super into video games like oh how do you feel like gamergate i'm like i don't know are we trying to have a fight (laughs) like because i don't want to do that right now i I mean i feel pretty strongly i think our our stances politically are pretty out there but like i feel pretty strongly like that shit is wrong yes there is no positive argument you can make for that shit like especially at this point where it's largely you don't attack like there's people. still some no. like pockets of resistance there for gamergate but like at this point i think everybody's on board like that shit's bad news it's all yeah, bad it's all bad like yeah and to be fair like i said during the pc game show this guy got out there and apologized for all of his messaging really a lot of that stuff was scraped off the internet he said, you know, that was three years ago. I was misguided in my um, uh, enthusiasm for that m- movement. Um, but he did it not wrong. Say, did he say he was wrong, that he was wrong? He said he was wrong. Okay. He said he has changed a lot over those three years. And who knows really if, like, he honestly feels that way. Well, he wants because, to sell his game. Because those, those, those posts were, to be fair, pretty old. Yeah. But now he owes something to major publishers, and you know, it would behoove him. And I'm sure he got some pressure from mm-hmm. PR executives at these major companies to be like, "Squash that shit right now," because we just put you on our main stage. So, so it's here. it's really tough to say. I think like whether or not this <sighs> person is actively against social progressivism or women right um he said he one of his tweets said specifically um that he is making this game as a um dark future version of when feminism and social progressivism won and was taken to his most extreme so like he's saying that's what this game's narrative is yeah yeah, which is why I think where our people took the most umbrage because it seems like he's You're baked... You're not apologizing, he's yeah. Pa- well, but this these were old messages, right? Uh, but he's baked this um, those ideas from the get-go into this game. Again, 
Yeah. More recently, um, other members of the development team have said, you know, they are pro-feminism. This is more the the themes of the game are more um, have to do with automation and when humanity has automated um, production across across the board, mm. they sort of lose their creativity. Okay. Um, and creativity is more um, exercised through what you buy rather than what you make. So uh. like. That could be an interesting theme, but like that just, sounds just, cool. This I mean, is like, like a, it's a it's a yeah. shadow of doubt over this otherwise really, cool otherwise game. really cool looking game. Well, Jack, what do you what do you think you're going to do when the game like releases? I'm not going to buy it day one. I can tell yeah, you that. I'll um, tell you that too. I could say pretty confidently gonna that wait. I'm going to wait and see what the actual enthusiast what what the actual response to this game is because right. there are going to be people that play it. But like as far as like you know voting with your dollar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be tough for me to reconcile that. I agree. I think uh, um, I'm in the same boat. I'm going to make a lot of noise right now because I'm taking this this beer out of this go ahead, thing. Do it. That's one. And get in my koozie. Get in there. This is good radio. That's nice. Two. Nice. I, I think you got some beer on the mic. Well, you don't need to tell them that. If we get a, Mike's going to get mad. If at we me. get electrocuted by this, it's your fault. This is a story screen money. I'm fucking up. Um. um all right, so Artfulscape isn't also a game game, is it? Or I don't think so. Jesus Christ, that game looked fucking cool. Did you notice that when it so like the uh, like the end kind of like screen cap was like the title, and then under it said "Coming when it's damn ready." Yes, I did notice <laughs> that. That was so, so funny. sort of like an attitudey, music heavy, trippy sort yeah. of thing. That looked cool. Yeah. That game looked really cool. Yeah, it looked super strange. Pans out to be fun. Yeah, as well as cool. Um, well, let's see. Sea of Thieves looked really cool. That Thieves, one stands Thieves, up to me. Thieves, sea of Thieves looked really cool. I, you know, I wasn't too hot on it last year when they showed it. Mm-hmm. I think because again, like influencers and YouTubers are like not my favorite thing to watch at E3. Yeah, but they they dialed back on that a little bit. A like lot. it was still. Well, I liked how they made this game that's kind of not really narratively driven. Have like a narrative in the way you play with your friends. It's a game for you streamers. Know? I mean. Oh, 100%. For sure, but like... They showed some interesting mechanics, looks, like you have to show the riddles and the maps to people yes. for you to see it. That's awesome. It, it looks like a game that is prime for fucking around. Yeah, like, and that sounds great. I saw some extended gameplay of the McElroy's... Oh, you see the banana eating yes. thing? <laughs> That's so Griffin fucking funny. biting into that banana. The sound that that makes. Sounds horrible. Well, you know that man has a way with his mouth. He sure does. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's popular on the internet for, for his, his mouth stuff. Yeah. yeah. Talking and otherwise. Yes. Um, shout out to Metro Exodus. That looked they nice. They opened that up. That looked, looked cool. Nice. Didn't really look too much different from the remasters they did for the last two games. Oh, man. It looked a lot sharper than you those games. You thought so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still look cool. I, you know, I like, uh, I'm actually trying to borrow Doom from you right now. And, uh. You know, I'm into those just kind of classic, like, single-player, like, shooter campaigns, I'm, you know? And, and they've said explicitly that that game is not an open-world game, which That's cool. I can get down with, like, I can, totally I can with deal that. with more, like, you know, uh, let's say, I don't want to say streamlined, but what's the word I'm looking for? Linear. Handcrafted. Oh, that's fair. You know? Yeah. Because it doesn't necessarily need to be linear, but, like, no. you can make a critical path that that is more deliberately crafted and have that be interesting. Yeah. As long as the shooter doesn't, like, guide your actions, but guides your path, that's what I'm more into. Yes. Because there's some moments where, like, he's fighting things, and it's just like, are, are you shooting this thing, or is the game kind well, of I turning th- you to fight it, or I is it a mix? I think that kind of bear fight at the end looked a little bit canned Staged, in the way that it, yeah. like, sort of fell off the cliff there at the right. end. Like, that looked a little bit... 
Mm. But who knows? I mean, that could be sort of a target thing, and that yeah. kind of dynamic stuff could happen, uh, which is what I'd like to see. But it's yeah. hard to say. I mean, for a, a lot of these stage demos, like a lot of the they're going to be that way. Yeah. Was looked, you know, set up. It's I a would... lot of smoke and mirrors kind of thing, which is fine. It's a vertical slice. That's it's like the way it looks. Yeah, yeah. but it, the the real challenge is to see how they actually execute that when it comes to actually playing the game. Uh, what's like? There's some other like big ones I want to talk about. They also this is the first time they really showed some AC Origins gameplay. Uh huh. Um, I don't it, think it looks that good. I think it's interesting that it looks like they at least. Tried to rethink the combat. It looks reth- a bit more Dark Soulsy, like looks, a little bit more directly behind the it back. It looks more Dark Soulsy. He has that cool kind of like uh, almost in Zelda, where like if you're falling or jumping and pop out your bow and arrow, you Zelda like, and Horizon, Zelda and Horizon, sorry, slow mo, slow mo arrow bow shooting from the yes. Um, I will say that like it just felt very like it felt very Watch Dogsy in the way that his like eagle was like the camera or like the drone essentially you mean like, Watch Dogsy and also Ghost Recon, Recon Wildlands yeah. and also every, Far Cry 5 now every single Ubisoft every Ubisoft game, game because I know. Every Ubisoft game has the same mechanics in a different setting. I said, I said on the pre-show, like you know, I want to be excited by Assassin's Creed. I would love to get back into Assassin's Creed. I do not know this is going to be the one that does it for me. Well, we'll wait and see. But yeah. yeah, I can agree that that stage demo didn't exactly light my world no. on fire. They showed some other stuff later, and we don't, which I'll talk about just now because I'm not going to talk about it when we get to those conferences. But uh, seeing like kind of the animals fighting and like the world and stuff seems like a little bit more interesting. But yeah. the one like mission they showed, I was very much like. Very lukewarm on. I thought the NPCs, like animations, things like that in the game, just looked like not current gen. Well, again, it's know. it's hard to say really because like when it comes <coughs> to a stage demo like that, especially a stealth one, like yeah. it's going to be a very well practiced demo. Yeah, for sure. So it's hard to gauge really like how those mechanics work because for me, stealth is most interesting when it can go wrong and how the game reacts dynamically to stealth going wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that will be kind of the thing to see with Assassin's Creed. That, yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, when it comes out. I'm definitely excited to hear kind of what the public response to that is. Battlegrounds gets an uh, exclusive deal on Xbox. Yeah. Do you know if that's forever or if that's temporary? Uh, who knows? It's who already knows? out on PC. I'm not sure. Um, I want it on PS4 because I don't have a PC or an Xbox. Right. So. Yeah, that game um, seems cool. Not a game I have, but a game that's pretty fun to yeah. watch. Uh, Deep Rock looked really cool. That's what like that. that. It's almost like a yeah. Minecrafty looking game. Microsoft showed a lot of really very cool. neat looking smaller yeah. developed games, which is something that I think we'll talk about more once we get to it. But like Sony was totally lacking. Yeah, Sony, and especially because like Sony when they first announced PS4, they were like very they indie really game leaned friendly. heavy on the indie yeah. games. And, and this were, time we're seeing way more Microsoft doing that. Yeah, and I think a lot of Sony's success with the PS4 was due to their support of indies. Um, and to see their stage show almost completely forego those, kind of a bummer. We'll but talk. good. I mean, good on Microsoft. Good on Microsoft. Like, yeah. Show a lot of very creative. There are some real moments games. of me being like, "Ooh, I kind of want my Xbox back." That looks neat. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, a lot of neat stuff. Galactic on there. Rock seemed like right up my alley. It seemed really colorful, really cool. And I think we only saw like really like 15 minutes of that whole game. Yeah. In like five seconds, and, it was and really cool. A lot of. That stuff is going to yeah. be uh, exclusive to Microsoft, Microsoft. platforms. Um, they did not show below, which like, yeah. where the fuck is below? I, just, I don't know. 
Please. There's a lot of weird games missing from this E3 across Please, the board. Man. Yeah, there were a lot of, of weird. big-time MIA stuff. Yeah, strange. Um, some surprises, though, of stuff I There was no Halo, we knew that. Yeah, even um, though, did you notice the voice of Master Chief was the guy announcing all the games for Microsoft? Did not notice yeah. that. Yeah, I noticed that. I was like halfway through, I was like, that's the guy who voices Master Chief. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's cool. John Spartan. But remember how I said, John Spartan, man, 117. Yeah, yeah. Remember how I said that, but, or I almost fucked that up again. How 343 was like, Halo 6 isn't going to be there, but there'll be like a Halo presence there. Uh, okay. That's so it. I think that's wow. kind of like okay. what it is. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm, uh, sure. maybe I'm stretching it because they announced like, you know, well, they, they're 4K sure so- updates for Halo Wars 2, which is, I don't care. Yeah. Um, Steady K2, people are going to be into that. Um, that looks neat. Darwin Project, look, that was the game where the eSport man appeared from the darkness and that started yelling looked, at the audience. That looks bad. That game looks fucking terrible. Yes. But also, to be fair, I really hate that guy talking. That looks like a bad PC free-to-play. It's uh, not, not like, good. Yeah. Uh, like, Overwatch knockoff, weird. Like, somewhere between Overwatch and Smite or something like that. You know, like, just not... Just not for me. Just no, not for me. Not for me. I'm not going to be into it. And that guy yelling uh, really turned not me take off. like a one more second of that guy it yelling. It was like if it was, because he was just like a, you know, a little ginger guy. So it was like if I was yelling just out of nowhere, which I think I actually... Which you do on occasion. Oh, on occasion, it sounds actually way more entertaining when I picture yeah. like that. Dragon, The new Dragon Ball game. Okay, so <laughs> so that Dragon Ball Z game, I think, I think is maybe for me the like most exciting thing. My, the most the thing I am most excited oh about. Oh my god! I don't really, I, I don't wrote, care. I about, just wrote looks incredible. What the fuck? So I don't, I don't really play fighting fighting games outside. I've never of watched an episode of Dragon Ball Z. You've never seen any Dragon Ball Z. I don't Z? give a fuck about that show, dude. This game looks incredible. How did you grow up? How were you twelve when Dragon Ball Z was big and you? So I'll go care? on. I'll go on Channel Eleven, which is the WB uh, network, and then there would be Dragon Ball Z. Skip it. I'll watch Beast Wars instead. Then Pokemon. That was the eight eight thirty. Slot. I mean, I can't get down with some Beast Wars, but like, yeah, what the fuck can. were you doing skipping Dragon Ball Z, dude? I mean, I was learning how to jerk off for the first time. Try, yeah, try yeah. To, try to figure. Most of us were jerking off out. Dragon Ball Z. And, well, was that just me? I mean, just you. Now a lot of people jerked off to Dragon Ball Z. You're not the only one. Mm. That game looks really cool. Um, similar to how like South Park video games are just kind of like starting to look like just the show, the game. This is like, well, now it looks better than the show. Well, so the, the, game. the thing is, um, the developer of this is Arc System Works, who made Guilty Guilty Gear XRD. XRD. Okay, it's, is that it's one like of the like an anime X, an R&D. games? Yeah, well, it's yeah. a. They made it, I think, in Unreal Four, uh-huh. but it is a two D game that is rendered in 3d if that makes sense so like yes, everything that you saw really cool. there is a 2d is, is a 3d model okay that looks three uh looks 2d because of the way they're like positioning the camera yes yeah that's kind of like but um, it also allows them to like do a lot like well, how they do in the show like yeah 3d moments where you're like sweeping the camera around mm-hmm. so you can do those like really flashy moves and like sweep yeah. around that's what they do in uh, link between worlds kind of yeah. Because that game was yeah. made in 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it looks top, like a, top it's down. a 2D perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or, yes. Um, yes. That game looks fucking cool. I'll play that game. I was just I'll thinking about Budokai f- 3 the other day Yeah. Uh, on PS2. That was a fun fighting game. Dragon Ball Z is about the only thing that will get me to play a fighting game. I also fuck with those Mortal Kombat games. Yeah, you're not a like, super big fighting game guy. No. My brother is nuts for them. He loves Jeremy is nuts for fighting games. I'm going to try and get you in the arms and really hard. He I'm actually... Gonna, yeah, good I'm luck. I'm going to pull in your bed and make it play. 
He uh, lend me sixty dollars and we'll we'll talk. Um, he uh, he, Jeremy actually sent me like a leaked screenshot for this Dragon Ball Z game, like <laughs> You're a, just like like, like a week before E three, and I was like, oh, that looks neat. And then like they showed it on Microsoft during Microsoft's press Weird. conference, which is they had kind of nuts. Well, Microsoft had a cool chunk of the of the games that were showing there were Phil Spencer, who is out of all like the suit execs, he has the best stage presence out of yes. all of them. He is so good at just being like. The Xbox guy, but he seems again. He feels like a genuine dude. Yeah, he seems. Like I a really like dude. him. He's. I've I've seen him on a lot of giant bombs, like um, yeah. E3 post podcasts, and like he, he seems like a nice. He definitely guy. seems like the kind of guy you can sit down and have a like a meaningful conversation with. Definitely. That's not just totally PR talk. Yeah, he does a lot time. of cool like uh, IGN interviews and stuff too. And he's yeah. just like a smart. He's like someone who really you no. Know, he has steered the Xbox chef to get us like. Again, I think I think Microsoft conference was the strongest of all of them. Um, I would. I'm inclined to agree with. We'll you. see how we get through it. Maybe we'll like, kind of decide at the end. Because maybe I'll be swayed. Um, but yeah, there's a cool. Well, I was gonna say there's a cool chunk where he was like, I went to Japan for a little bit, and then we kind of saw the Dragon Ball Z game. Uh, that game called. Well, it's called Black Desert. Is that the the night oh, Black, MMO? Black Desert Online. That's a that's a like a Korean MMO that's been around for a while. Oh really? Well, yeah. it looked cool. They demoed it very well, man. Yeah, it looks it looks yeah. neat. Um, Code Vein, I think, was probably like the weakest looking one of those games. I mean, like more importantly, and we oh. we talked about this during the pre-show too. Like, Microsoft can afford to to get some more interesting Japanese games on their platform because yes. they are totally lacking. Not only like. Xbox has never had traction in Japan. No. But as far as their North American audiences go, there are people in North America that like Japanese games. They probably all own a PS4 at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, Persona 5 came out this year, so most of those people probably own a PS4 most at this point. Likely. But Get Persona it's, 5 on my Switch, you can play it everywhere. Yes, I, I agree. can't play that game on all consoles. No, no, I agree. Um, but it also came out on PS3, so it's totally possible for them to put it on the switch oh yeah that's a different conversation mm-hmm. it, it is good for microsoft to get some of these japanese games on their system yeah 100 percent um and then see if again really was very impressed with this outing of it thought it looked really cool yeah it looks cool uh, tacoma looked cool tacoma's looked cool though yes super lucky's tale what the fuck is that game it super so lucky's tale was originally a um oculus rift launch game like 3d platformer that was a launch game for the oculus rift so the idea is like you're playing a 3d platformer a la banjo kazooie or what have you but 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 yes you have the oculus rift so you can like i don't know lean in and look at your character closer so you can miss your jump harder seeing it just regular on the xbox i don't know um it's built on so many other games nostalgia i mean the fact that you put super in the beginning of the game's title well it's because it's a sequel to no, but yeah, but it's also like Super Mario Brothers. Like it's like yeah. it's, I feel like it's uh it's leaning too hard into other platformers of old without doing its own new thing. Yeah, but that's there have been several games that have come out this year that are doing that exact same thing. I mean, Ukulele kind of came and went and seemed to like not really. But Ukulele had more of the pedigree, at least of like the people who made Banjo Kazooie. Like, yeah, those people working on that game. Whereas this, like, but maybe that if anything, maybe that was a hamstring for that game because. Yeah. Because most of the criticisms of that game were that it leaned too heavily on mm-hmm. the old mechanics of those games without really innovating. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they'll. I guess. I guess my takeaway from when I saw the trailer was that it, it felt very soulless. Yeah, I mean, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. I have to say, but um, Cuphead, 
Look good. We finally got a fucking release date. Yes. Thank just you. Just put Cuphead out. Just it get looks it out. great. Put it out. Please. Get it on Xbox so we can get it on the other ones so we can play it. Yes. Uh, Crackdown. Looks... The trailer was funny. The game looks like it's from 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I gotta say, like, for them to announce Crackdown 3 that long ago and, like, not say anything about it for that long and then put it out now. And it looks like Not even, this... like, really show anything as far as, like, destructibility goes. Like, when that was their main message when they announced it. Because if the whole game's, like, totally destructible and totally wacky and you do a bunch of crazy shit, I would forgive yeah. kind of the lame graphics. But all we saw was, like... Just jumping around. Really? I saw somebody not... collect an orb, which is going to do it for most people who enjoyed the first crackdown, but like. It doesn't look good. It do- I'm sure I'm sure it plays probably real good. I'm sure it plays fine. But like, dude, that game looks. I thought it looked like Saints Row 3. I mean, that like, game. That, that game, game being one of Microsoft's. Um, flagship. Big. Exclusives. Games. I think that game probably could have used a stage demo to show off, like, why. Is Crackdown 3 going to be yeah. interesting for people when you just show a trailer that, like that that kind of doesn't really show you anything specific? Kind of makes me think that maybe it's not that interesting. I just think, like, you know, to have Terry Crews be like, it's, it's like there was a lot of confidence behind that trailer, but I was just like, you guys aren't showing me anything I'm fucking interested in. Right, right, but now. their main like, message was like, we have Terry Crews, not like we have anything good game. interesting. Yeah, I don't know. There's like a few games like that. Like, um, you know, you get games like Duke Nukem, which have been. In, in the cooker for way too long then you get a game that's like from two generations ago mm-hmm. or even games like uh, like Fallout 4 a lot of people complain that it didn't feel like the next gen Fallout game it felt a lot more like Fallout 3 right Edge is smoother the better kind of like <laughs> version of that yeah sort of sort Fallout of 4. But it's, it's these games that get made in the vacuum. The games that kind of start development right out of another game, but then they right. learn from kind of what the industry is doing ahead of time. So yep. I, I worry that Crackdown might kind of suffer from that same same issue. I mean, I worry that Crackdown is just not going to be very interesting. Yeah. But then they closed with Anthem. Anthem right, was cool. End. Yeah, there was some other cool stuff in there. Another Ori game, Shadows of War looked cool. Life is Strange prequel uh, also looks good. They Action showed looks good. a lot of fucking games. Yeah. They showed a lot of games. And like, uh, OG Xbox backwards compatibility is a big also deal cool. too. Yeah, yeah. They, they really packed a lot in there. What was it, like an hour and a half long Conference? I think it was an hour and 40 minutes. It was I pretty long. I had to take long. a break halfway through. I was Dude, like, it was a long conference. Shit. Yeah. And, like, you know, it was always, like, Xbox exclusive, Xbox exclusive, bumped up on Xbox One X, blah, blah, blah. So, like, you know, they had a really strong... They did. Really strong showing. Yeah. Like, and honestly, there was very few, like, one or two games where I was like, ah, I don't know. Right, but Everything those games else, might like, just not be for you, right? And Yeah, that's... someone else might be totally into Code Vein because it's, like, a fucking Devil May Cry game, essentially. Yeah. So, like, yeah. someone fucks with that. So, like... Um, I mean, I, I would applaud them at having yeah. like a very diverse mm-hmm. range of like budget wise and also um, gameplay wise. I mean, they yeah. showed Forza Seven as well at the top. They put that car on the stage, which Don't no one anymore. in the world has ever seen this Porsche before. Here you go. Uh, um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, even like Ashen looked really cool too. I kind of want to throw that out there because like that game looked like. Um... See, I think about that game. Your I'm note, so... your note here says Ashen. Looks sick. It does. That's your only note for Ashen. I yeah. agree with you. It, all, it does look it sick. It does look sick. Yeah. So thanks. Um, New Aura game looks really sharp. Yeah. Didn't see a lot of gameplay, but like and it looks cool. Then your note here for Anthem is, I'm into it. Because, you know, a lot... Of, so I feel like... So when I talk to you and Alex, Alex, our friend at Bank Square... Um, who better listen to this? He probably won't. Uh, you guys are just like, well, it's just going to be like Destiny. But it is like a version of Destiny... 
if that's the case, then I'm way more fucking into it. I mean, it, this it, game it, looks cool, it looks dude. Like, it, looked, um, it looked like the concepts of Destiny with more of, like, Mass Effect combat. Which, which is, I'm a little bummed that they pulled back into third-person combat because I think, like, when they started that trailer and you're, like, walking through that marketplace, like, yeah. in first person, that looked fucking good. Well, I'm almost curious that if you're, like, not in the suit, it's first person, then when you are in the suit, it's third person. Maybe. Which I think would be a really fun perspective change. I'm, I'm hoping that's you get the, more of those story beats personalized. Yes, that'd action, be cool. third person, which I think is kind of better for this which kind of game. Which is definitely something that Destiny dropped the ball on, as we talked about. Like, yes, 100%. story is something. Narrative is something that Destiny really like. Seems like not. they might be getting better with that with Destiny one <coughs> two, uh, not one point five. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But I was really, I was really pumped on Anthem. That's that game seems up my alley. I love because um, it, it, it for me, it had that. It had more Bioware and more Mass Effect than I got out of Andromeda. Yeah. And that's why I'm intrigued. I also just, like, really like the aesthetic of the game. I like that lush jungle experience, but I also like that whole, like, Iron Man mech suit. Like, I like the idea that, like, we have, like, this kind of, like, we have a woman, we have a woman in this, like, super battle suit and, like, you have, like, different classes of different types of armor. Like, it's really, it's really cool stuff. I, I really think that game looks looks rad. It looks cool, yeah. Uh, Jetpacking everywhere. What do you think it's going to have to say about objectivism? Objectivism? I don't know. What do you think? That's my bad Ayn Rand joke. Is it going to be one of those? It's called Anthem. Is that like a... Is that like a... Let's move on. What's the name? Atlas Shrugged? Is that like an Atlas Shrugged book? Yes. Do do they say it's going to be like that? Because I want to read a book about being a libertarian. I can't fucking stand that shit. Robbie. No, I don't like jokes, Jack. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll try to cut it out. Very focused right now. Okay, so next we get to... Bethesda. This is a boring press conference. Boring and short, at least. It was thankfully short. I mean, Bethesda didn't... It didn't seem like they really needed to have a press conference this year. They had, like, a few cool trailers, but, like, a lot They could have just not been there. I mean, they did that weird, like, theme parky thing... Which was kind of wacky, but like uh, I could see how you could maybe be into it. But like I stayed up until midnight to watch this press conference with yeah. work in the morning on Sunday, and like yeah, you're not happy when you saw me. I was not morning, thrilled. Yeah. I was tired the next yeah. morning, and I was not super thrilled on what they showed. They did show Wolfenstein, the sequel to Wolfenstein. So the two the two big cool things that they showed was Evil Within Two and Wolfenstein. Yeah, Evil Within Two looks cool. Um, I guess, but I mean, like that. I mean, it was a. Very Japanese trailer that didn't really show me much well, about maybe how was... <laughs> that game actually. Because like, yeah, I, when, play, like, I was really one. jazzed when the first Evil Within was gonna come out. I didn't play the first one because Resident Evil Four is one of my favorite games of yeah. all times. And uh, Inafune is that his name? I believe. Uh, I don't know if no, Inafune. Inafune is uh, Inafune is Mega Man. Mega Man. Yeah. What yeah. is the guy In from Castlevania? Um, but he was the head lead director. Yeah, or producer a, on Evil Within. Right. It's the same um, guy from. At Resident Evil 4. And if you haven't played Evil Within, it is a over-the-shoulder uh, horror game very similar to... Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4, you're in corridors, you're fighting one enemy at a time, things like that. But it just did not seem like it hit the same high marks. You know, it did It did decent in, like, review-wise, but it definitely didn't... It's not, like... Resident Evil 4 is a masterpiece. Yes. Did not That's hit the same highs. Saying. It did yeah. not hit the same highs as Resident Evil 4. Um, so I mean, maybe this go-around, they'll get closer to it, but... Uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the thing is, so, like... I, I texted it to you today because I was telling you, I was just like, why the fuck 
is this so boring? But like, you know, it, it was a bummer because I really, the beginning of the press conference, they're showing these developers' families kind of like be like my daddy or my mom makes video games or yeah. does this and i thought that was a really you know when you see ea having press conferences that are leaning so heavily into esports when you have uh xbox and microsoft even though i think they had a really great press conference overall but just like really just being like the power of xbox the most did you see those t-shirts that oh yeah say, you, I, I witnessed the power witnessed of the, xbox no it's i witnessed the most powerful console ever is what they were giving out t-shirts. Yeah, it's like there's like just a ton of like hubris what? in there. Come on, is I can't get it. not. Are you not self aware enough to see that that's a weird t-shirt? To yeah, hand out it's to like culty. It's strange. Yeah, I'm not about it. But like you know, to have like this conference really focus on developers. And the thing is, like we all know the stories. If you know anything about video games, you know the stories that the developers are the most like. They put a lot into it. They don't get they don't get put in the spotlight ever. They have to, like, sleep overnight and not see their families for a ton of time. They have to, like, relocate. They have to do things like that. So to see this, I thought was really cool and genuine. But this whole idea of Bethesda Land, I thought was really problematic and really strange, but really telling of the entire overall conference. Because if it's... Bethesda Land is like a Disney World or or a Disneyland, right? That's essentially what they're they're trying to make play, play on. Right. Those things are built on nostalgia. They're built on history. They're built on these things. So we have the Bethesda Land that's also built on the history of Bethesda. And but we have Bethesda's a press conference where we're trying to give us new shit, and they're just talking about, like, wasn't 2016 and before, like, really cool? Well, Bethesda was more like, <laughs> hey, you guys like Skyrim, right? Yeah. You guys remember Skyrim? Skyrim was sick. Boy, it sure was great when we put out that game Skyrim. Everybody really liked that game and bought that game a lot. <laughs> so let's not... And everybody continues to buy that game because we keep putting that game out on different consoles, and you suckers are still buying it. They renounced... Two, two, not one, two Skyrim, but games. two Skyrims in this the year of twenty seventeen. Skyrim came out what two thousand seven, right? Was it two thousand seven? Holy fuck! No, I know it was, no, it was before we graduated high school. Holy shit! I'm pretty sure it was like two thousand eight, two thousand seven. Shit! Man. I'm like almost positive. Holy shit! That's going on. 10 in the years year ago. of twenty seventeen, that is going on like, ten years ago. Not only they're like you can play, you can play Skyrim. On the go. On the go, wherever you want. Or you could strap a fucking dumb robot to your face yes. and play it there. And go nowhere. And go and, nothing. And only do this. Yeah. Are either of them the remastered ones? I don't know. Uh, Will either of them have mod support? Uh, I'm going to tell you probably not. Oh, they also announced paid mods again, which went great the last time That's not a thing you announce. That's a thing you unfortunately you tell someone on their you deathbed. Sneak in, you sneak in there. Yeah. I just spilled water all over your carpet. How much water? Um, that's what you have you don't put the fucking tap the fucking top on your wall yeah well it makes a lot of noise that's fair um yeah they're just you know we get through almost halfway through the conference before they really talk about anything fucking new I mean they have the Doom experience which the the Doom and Fallout 4 on VR is not a new thing it's a sidestep of a new thing right it's really not until we get to the the, 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 until we get a real true new thing it's Evil Within 2 Right. And then after that is Wolfenstein. Those are and those are at the end of the conference. Right. We have almost like twenty five minutes of like bullshit nonsense. Right. The Quake trailer was super annoying. Mm-hmm. Dishonored two DLC actually looks fucking dope. Sure. Well, cin- cinematically looked. Yeah, I, cinematically could, looked I could cool. see people being into that. I was I was pumped for it. I again I did not finish Dishonored two, but this is this is definitely something that would get me back in, back into it. Um, yeah. Conference is really boring, really, like, I mean, there's not really much to talk about in terms of, like, what was there, 
Again, well, let's Wolfenstein talk about the, was let's, the coolest. Let's talk about that Wolfenstein trailer because I thought that trailer was pretty cool. Did you play the first Wolf? The I the didn't. Order? I didn't finish it. Um, I liked it. It was cool. I think I got into it a little too late because I was like already kind of deep in, in current gen True. when that game released. Um, well, because it came out pretty early in the current gen. So it was it like, was trapped in between. The yeah, two. released yeah. on PS3 and Xbox. Uh, did it? Yep. It was last gen and yes, last gen at the time. Current. Or, um, yeah, yeah, you know. What I mean. But it was still like a really. A neat take on that franchise, and I thought it it, it they handled the story driven yeah. first person shooter yeah, again like uh, Metro. Way. We like <clears throat> we like games like that. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, and it um, it also did stealth in a pretty cool way. I um, thought so. So to see them like go even weirder with the next one. That's the thing. This game I'm way more pumped on than the other Wolfenstein, just because like the story seems. It weird. Seems out Everyone there. seems super weird. I'm all about that. It's a full-on man in the high castle. Nazi Germany has taken over the United yep. States, and but tech has gotten weird because and, of it. Yep. And like, and it's like you have Nazis 60s, strawberry so milkshakes. You've got like, LSD. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, that was so fucking fun. That's the thing. Like, I was like actually laughing during the trailer because I thought it was yeah, so fun. yeah, it so looked like, it looked interesting. But even the action, like the game, looks phenomenal. Like, this is really good. This is where the alt right comes in because did you see that there like there is the alt right? Are you saying it's racist against white people? Against or white people, we are now at the point where people are actively defending actual literal Nazis on the internet. But people have been talking about reverse racism for years, and those people are idiots. Yes. So those people are don't get it. The moral of Talking Simulator, the video game podcast, is don't listen to Nazis or those. Who defend them? Don't defend Nazis. Don't defend Nazis. If you if you're thinking about it, if you see a Nazi having some trouble, you just don't do it. It's the reason they've been the villains for every piece of media for years. Right. Zombies and Nazis are the two things that's like yeah. totally a okay to slaughter. You in don't need. Droves. I would rather fall in love with a zombie than a Nazi. Didn't they make a movie about that? It's called American Gods. So, I mean, do we have any other close closing thoughts about Bethesda before we move on to Ubisoft? I wish I went to sleep. That's pretty much it. I yeah, I, I wish I went to sleep. That. I watched I it at 2 o'clock today and I wish I went to sleep. I could have watched uh, that Wolfenstein trailer the following day. It was, a, it was a serious bummer. It was really like they shouldn't even have had a conference. And they only had like two before this one. So you could have just been like, we're not going any through this year. We'll be there next year. Yeah, that would have been totally fine. Yeah. It'd be like, and then you show, you show Wolfenstein on anyone else's Because there's, there's still a new publisher yeah. Relatively. I mean, they've been around for a while, but like... You don't need to been... sell Quake anymore. You don't need to sell all the other... You know, Microsoft and Sony will sell your VR remakes. Sure. Yeah. They'll put it out there, you know? Yeah, I was really... Underwhelmed. You know, I was we were talking about our burns from Bethesda before, and this was kind of like... Again, I really did like their kind of genuine focus in the beginning, but I did not like the way it kind of carried out. Nope. Uh, but then we get into Ubisoft, which I think also had a pretty strong uh, stage presence. A, a couple of like actual genuine emotional moments during that Ubisoft press conference. Oh, well, that when I we get was, to like, really... the end, which I'm because I actually played Beyond Good and Evil, so I'm like super lucky. Yes, but even in the beginning, like the beginning. Oh, having Miyamoto. Um. Yeah. Well, Eve. Um. Eve. What's his name? Kiel. Kiel. Sorry, I don't know his name Damn. either. He's he's such a perfect little man. <laughs> he's so sweet. The little French and, guy who yeah. announced the rabbits game. I think it's Gilmar. His, his last name. I'm sorry. He's I, a very. He seems like a very sweet. I know French, his his first French name boy. is Eve for sure. Um, but like he comes out and he's so we were so excited for to show <laughs> you, and like I'm just yeah. like oh 
He seems so nice. Yeah, he's so nice. And he's then nice he brings guy. out fucking Miyamoto. And they take a picture of Who together. has a gun? Miyamoto comes to the press conference armed. Armed. With this weird little shark Mega Man gun. And he's like, hey, check it out, Eve. I've got a gun. Also, here, do you want a gun? So, you know, when we, we've known this game was coming out. Yeah, they leaked this game forever ago. Yeah, for a long time. I did not think that Mario, Mario plus Rabbits Battle Kingdom was going to be an XCOM play on the two genres. Mario plus Rabbits equals XCOM. XCOM. Yeah, I don't, I didn't math that one out. Not only is it just, that's the sentence. That game looks fucking good. It looks cool as hell. It looks really good. And it comes out in like a month. Yeah, I, I was like. What? I mean, I can't wait to get enough uh, classic Mario heroes to swap out my entire team to get the rabbits out of there, because they're terrible. Dude, my... When you get to kill the rabbits, yeah. which I'm all about that, Yeah, because sure. they're terrible. I mean, but like, when they started that trailer, and it's like Mario and three rabbits dressed as other Mario cats. Walking around? Like, following a Roomba around? Yes! <laughs> and then, like, all of a sudden it becomes <laughs> XCOM, I was like... What the fuck is actually going what on here? What is this? And not only game. that, like when they brought Miyamoto out on stage, like they at one point Eve introduced like the developer, the like the lead developer of the game, who was, yeah. did not come out on stage but was still sitting in the audience. And they cut to him, and that guy is crying. Like wh- it was, it, it was, was a very, very strange it was a way weird, to open a press conference. It was weird. It was weird to have a Nintendo game be the first game Ubisoft shows, and again. That game looks fucking cool. I'm most likely getting that game. Yes. I think we'll play it for a while. Yeah, me too. When they were showing some of the fluid kind of like combat decisions that you can make and like like jumping another character through a tube and like shooting another person, I was like, yeah, that's up my alley. Uh, do you think they're going to have permadeath? A la XCOM. <laughs> I'm sure you can turn it on if you want Mario's to. dead forever. Yeah. You let Mario die. You're a bad person. Deal with it. Deal with your... With your choice, I'm sure if you put the Mario uh, amiibo in Fire Emblem, you can definitely permadeath him. That's actually not a thing, but it should be, because that sounds funny. Um, after that, we got into we watched some more Origins, which is kind of whack. The crew is not a game I care about. Yeah, but I I didn't really vibe with their demo, but I I can like is the, the crew, crew had cool ideas on but... our spectrum that we mentioned before. Where does the crew fall between um... Mario Kart, Fast and the Furious, and uh, NASCAR. Um, probably a little more fast than it's Fast and the Furious. So I know Need for Speed's like also very like it's fast. Need fast for the Speed furious. is fast, fast and, and furious. furious. The crew also looks pretty fast. Forza's NASCAR. Well, Forza, Forza what's is grand, more what's grand Formula then? One. Oh. Those are more Formula One. Okay. NASCAR, you only turn left. Now we got. Yeah, and Forza, you turn in both. Every every way, yeah. You can back up, probably. Well, I probably shouldn't. You, if you're backing up, you probably you're doing it wrong. You probably fucked up at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the the crew looks like it could be interesting. Their pitch of like if you're into being that. able to fly. A, I I thought it was interesting in the trailer that they like showed, um, like a New York City, I think, and then like folded over the. It's very Inceptiony, right? Very Inceptiony, yeah. but also like kind of a funny dig at like. How they because the first the crew was supposed to be like a cannonball run esque like cross country 
game. Like oh, they put okay. all of America in there, but you could drive from like New York to Chicago in like five minutes, basically. So it was pretty funny how they just kind of like that. <laughs> that is like that is Ubisoft's impression of like how big the United States are because they just can just like sort of. Well, they're from France. And they don't understand how it works over here. Right. It's a little different. Yeah, we're flat. Yeah, we're it's not a cultural. Um, a big sea that's well, collapsing yeah, all the time. It's somewhat lost in translation. It's a good thing they're making Far Cry Five. South Park uh, mm. looks good. No, it's it real good. Don't you don't think it looks good? Nah, I don't. I thought that demo was did not do a thing for me. Oh, I did not fine. laugh. I did not think it necessarily looked good gameplay wise. Uh, I mean, I pl- did you play that last Fallout? Or not Fallout? Jeez, <laughs> uh, that last South Park game. Yeah, it was, I didn't play. It. I heard it was really good though. Uh, it was. Interesting and I heard like, it was, like some fun, funny, yeah. funny jokes in there. But mm-hmm. like the whole like coon arc, superhero arc mm-hmm. from South Park, like, I've seen a decent amount of those episodes. It does uh, not do it for me. I yeah. think like there's way funnier South Park material to be had than mm-hmm. that stuff. That's fair. I mean, again, I do like how the game looks very aesthetically exactly like a TV show. I think that's really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to make your game look like this. I mean, good on them for doing yeah. it, but like. At this point, the technology is there. You should be able to... They make all those episodes digitally, so... Fair. I mean, but it's only in this past generation when we really started to see kind of things like that. Yeah. You know? Um, well, it's only in this past generation, I think, where your resolution was sharp enough to really make those that. lines look good. Yep. I agree. Uh, the Walter tests... Or no, not the Walter... The uh, transference. The Elijah Wood... Oh, that looks ...narrative experience. Weird. I was like, this looks totally kind of cool. The VR, like, yeah, weirdo narrative Elijah Wood, movie. like... Not game thing like meta narrative on VR and yeah. What was the tagline like? Enter uh, your brain on somebody else's brain or something like that. It, well, it was like you're you're uploading emotions because it's based on a real test called the Walter test case, which may or not be real. I didn't look that up. Oh, but it's, apparently they were like it took place in the nineties and it was about uploading emotions to a thing. I thought it looked cool. I mean, um, I don't really know what it is, but it's, you know, again, cool cool that Ubisoft is experimenting with kind of like... Do you think they'll ever come out? That? Well, I mean... That, that seemed like the kind of thing that's like too weird to live sort of thing. Like, is this actually ever going to The thing exist? is, when, when games announce like TV or movie type things, yeah. they have more of a risk to get axed than like weird games that get announced. Right. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I would like to see it come out. Yeah, I don't. Uh, have it looks any, cool. I, I don't have a VR headset. I don't have any so sort of VR me. capability, but uh, it, it does look interesting. It does look interesting. And then we get into uh, Skull and Bones, kind of For Honor meets Black Flag. Yeah, it's it's the they took it's that same it's team ship that made um, a lot of the stuff for Black Flag, mm-hmm. Ubisoft Shanghai, and just Singapore. Uh, sorry, yeah, Singapore. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, there's a Ubisoft studio in just about every country in the yeah world. i'm sure there was yeah, so, Ubisoft, um, that's how they make their games every year um they just spun out that ship combat into its own full game yeah i'm Which, not gonna get it i yeah, it looks like it could be interesting I don't know. like i said i was not super hot on the ship combat from uh black flag and the other games kind of surrounding it because it's been in a few yeah it just never really was for me um, there was a lot of pirate shit at e3 this year a pirates, lot of pirate are, shit. pirates are in this year they're back I guess. Except for the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that game will be interesting. I thought it was kind of weird that, like, you can't leave the ship, or there's no, like, controllable right. character the on The ships are... You are the ship. You're the which, ship. 
I think kind of makes sense. So like when you're when you're fighting with like a fleet, like it's like every ship has its own player. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I you know I didn't see enough to be really be intrigued by it from that trailer, but I, I'm sure like more people who are into like that combat from the AC games are gonna be super into it. Yeah. Uh, the Just Dance trailer was fucking weird. That was weird. That was uh, yes, I, I did like the guys with the light-up suits. Yeah. I think fun. they had a man in a panda suit do a dab on stage, so that's interesting. I wish I was that man. Uh, South Park Mobile scene... I don't know. I don't really care. Starlink, the Toys to Life Ubisoft game. Oh, yeah. For Switch. For Switch. I was kind of bummed because I was like, this game looks cool. And then they're like, oh, yeah, but it's a Toys to Life game. I was just like, well, I can't afford it. Yeah, I'm not. I can't afford to be good at that game. I also don't have space to like fill up with toys toys. that are not amiibos. Yeah. Um, No, I don't have any of those either. I think I I I literally skipped over the steep stuff. So Far Cry Five was next. Like Far Cry Five was their like lead into their last bit of the the the, and we talked about Far Cry Five a lot. Yeah, definitely. Far Cry Five was something I'm pretty excited. I was pretty excited for. This trailer did not do it for me at all because like I was excited about them leaning into more of a serious kind of take on the cultural climate in the United States right now. And then we get a wacky co-op And then it's like, this trailer is totally like wacky, hyper-violent, over-the-top Far Cry that is like the typical... So like, I don't know, it's interesting to think that maybe like this was sort of a response to how the announcement of Far, Far Cry 5 went. But I, don't I don't think know. they would announce this, against this, this the trailer, reaction to this it. This trailer you know? was probably cut before like that that um reaction was really yeah out there but like mm-hmm. i don't know just showing kind of the same like like over the top far cry explodey moments i mean like the really... you know the coolest part was like the kind of opening story cinematic of like them in the church singing and then like he's holding up his gun like the main bad guy shows. yeah it seemed a little heavy handed but like it was heavy handed it was cool i thought it was kind of cool uh, it's very thing is, uh, like, red state I, yeah, it was very, very red state, uh, which I'm cool with that. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, like, kind of what they were, like, the guy on stage was talking about, it's like being deep in cult ter- territory, communications cut off, so you're kind of stuck well, in this area. Well, he explains basically why no one just called the cops. Cause... Yeah, oh, yeah, because you have to, because I, I was wondering that. Even still, like, if you have access to a plane, how can you fly off the yeah, that's area? Yeah, you know? well, um, probably because you have people in there that you care about. Um, yeah, maybe someone's getting held hostage. That makes sense. Um, so kind of, it's kind of cool that like, it's more of like, uh, I guess all the Far Cries, or maybe at least like Far Cry 3 has this like element of survival. Like you're stuck somewhere they're not used to, so you have to kind of survive. Far Cry 3 is more of like political resistance. Um, this game's almost like a mix of the two, but yeah, it's a really big focus on co-op and it just seemed kind of zany. Um, yeah, not what I wanted to see. Not what I wanted game. to see. Uh, yeah. I think it's hard to demo the story though without giving too much away. Yeah. But also so like. it's hard to say. For one of Ubisoft's like major heavy hitters, like really did not get very much time devoted to it at all. It was very short. I mean, uh, the I think the next trailer got more time given to it. Well, between the actual trailer itself and then the stage time that they gave it, yes. Yeah. So Robbie, go ahead because this is one you're pretty excited for. So, uh, you know, much like your Half Life threes. <laughs> and your games that you're like your we've last heard Guardians about your last guardians and... your final fantasy 15s yeah. threes. there's some games where you're just like there's just no fucking way well i mean this there's game no has, has been under the radar they released that first trailer which like, looked cool dude. which looked cool at the time yeah. like it with like 
Yeah, it, it was probably CG at the time, but now it was they're probably CG. Actually I think they be... had some like gameplay elements, or, or it was a vertical size, but mostly CG. But um, but that game is not. So we're talking about Beyond Good and Evil too. Yes, but that game has been off the radar for like going on <clears throat> ten years it has, now. It has to be at least ten years. Yeah, um, a long, long time. I played uh, when Beyond Good and Evil came to, I think Xbox Live Marketplace. Okay. Um, might have been re like HD up-res, I'm not really sure. E, probably a little bit. Yeah, I replayed I played it there for the first time. I don't know if I beat it, but I love that game. Because the way it kind of like slowly opens the world and you get access to ships and stuff. You know how like, um, I'm assuming maybe actually this game took from Beyond Good Evil 1, but you know how like Jack and Dexter 2 was almost like this like weird open world yeah. game? Did that come out? I'm not really sure, but this Four. game was like, it reminded me of that, but better. Kind of a little bit more cleaner, a little mm-hmm. bit better. This game had very kind of like simplistic combat, but very interesting story. It was a very, for a game of its time, it was one of the best. Yep. Of these weird platformer, combat-y, open world games that took advantage of the tech of like an Xbox, an OG Xbox, which is like kind of like a one of the strongest consoles at that time. At the know? time, yeah. Yeah. So it was really, you know, it was really cool. And I really fell in love with that game. I loved it. I loved the characters. I thought it was really cool. So, you know, I've been also waiting for Beyond Good and Evil 2 for a while. Even when I saw the trailer they announced back then, which Jade, uh, our protagonist from the first game, was in that trailer. Right. You know, I was like, this looks really fucking cool. But uh, well, it seems like they they maybe have done some sort have, of reboot yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah, because... I think similar to, you know, when you have a game... Which is the better way to go. You have a game gestating for so long. The industry's changing. Gaming's changing. Right. Maybe you've changed your ideas as well. Right. So this game seems to have gotten some kind of like big revamp or reboot in the process of its development. Right. Getting Beyond Good and Evil 2. I think that cinematic trailer is, even without playing Beyond Good and Evil 1, I'm, everyone should be on board. That, that was fun. That monkey cussed quite a bit. He, he said motherfucker more than he I said. He many, said many, it. many a fuck word. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that game looks fucking rad. We saw a little bit of gameplay in the off of a ba- screen, off of a screen, which look, you know, who knows what's going Come on there, you know. But they said some interesting things about it too. Like they said, they talked about it being like a kind of like an online, world, open world, connective game. Yeah, so I, it's a little worrisome to me because that is not what Beyond Good and Evil. That's not what has made, been. Yeah, that's not what made Beyond Good and Evil interesting yeah. in the first place. But the thing is, like, it's almost like a Mass Effect Andromeda type situation ish, where it's like this is a prequel story. Mm-hmm. But it takes place in a galaxy far away from where the first. Beyond Good and Evil would have taken place. Right. So, is this the sequel people are asking for or not? It's too early to say. I think people were just pumped that it's, like, announced. The thing is, like, Beyond well, Good and Evil 1. Re-announced. True. Um, but the thing about Beyond Good and Evil is that that world is colorful and vibrant and the characters are interesting and those elements are still here. This is the closest thing to Sony re-announcing The Last Guardian. Or... Of this year. Or, you know, Shadow of the Colossus. Well, no, I mean, as oh, far as, oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as like yes. in previous E3s, like a game that has been, that people have been all dormant. but given up hope on. Yes. And then being like, there you go. Oh, actually. Yeah. Oh, wait. Then there's another one that we'll get to soon. That begins with the M and ends in the roid. Ah, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. I love the art style of these games and that really carried over this kind of like, very, it looks old, it's like but new, it's very fifth elementy. Yeah. It's like that kind of like ancient technology that's still super ahead of our own, mm-hmm. and kind of has a focus on like consumerism and things like that. Like yep. it's it's very cool. So, but I mean, 
we talked about emotional press conferences, seeing the guy on stage, I guess the main creative head. That was Michelle Ansel. Yes. He was tearing up and crying. And it yeah, was just I like, mean, it was like, you know, yeah. You've been waiting probably a long time to, to tell get this out here. That. And yeah. like, I'm sure, you know, th- sometimes some of these games, especially like Last Guardian, I'm a little bit more concerned with the story behind its development than I am with the actual game. The feeling I'll be interested in both with this one, but I'm excited to hear when the dust settles, like, what is the story behind this game getting made? Right. Yeah, how many times did they have to reboot this game over its development? Mm-hmm. So next, well, technically next would be Sony, and then Nintendo. Um, I have yes, my Nintendo notes let's, out. Let's talk about Sony first. Right, which we don't have any notes on, but Jack and I just watched that you, conference. You, I, I, again, watched it like live, but you were playing a little bit of catch-up, and just yeah. we just watched it again, just mm-hmm. now. Uh, man. Weak. Boring. Weak and boring. This, and like, it's, I, what, what did I say? I said I was afraid this was going to be 2016, the sequel. So, and that's, I think what made last year's press conference. So, so last year's press conference had a momentum to it where they just showed like Sean Layton just yeah. came out a couple times during the press conference. Mm-hmm. They showed Kojima in the beginning, but right. like all the stuff they showed was bananas announcements. Yeah. Like they, Crash Bandicoot, God of War. Uh, really, you started you started the bananas announcement with the Crash Bandicoot. Re- that's banana. That's like actually insane for some people. But they that's a game like, I never thought we'd get. They're actually anymore. making a Final Fantasy VII remake. Remake. I thought they're, that was PS PSX though the year before, or was that actually no? Do those E three? Jesus. Um. What else? They fucking Shenmue three. Like, Kingdom Hearts three was on that stage too, wasn't no, it? No, I don't think. Was that PSX? Kingdom Hearts three was on that stage. But like a lot of the stuff was the Spider Man game, game getting. Put out, I mean, like, this is a PS4 exclusive. Right. It's like, what? But it was a lot of, like, pipe dream announcements. Like, was that when they showed Last Guardian again, or did they just announce no, I think the... I think it was when they showed Last Guardian again. And then they're like, it comes out in December. Right. Yeah. Yes. They're like, not only is it yes. out... No, it was E3. It's coming out right it now. It was E3 yeah. when they finally reintroduced Last yeah. Guardian. And they're like, it's coming out this year. Yes. So you're getting it. Yeah. Which is the only... I mean, like, if they delayed that game anymore. No, didn't they start with Last Guardian last year? I think you're right. Yeah, it was Last Guardian first. I think it was Last Guardian into God of War, and then you got some of these more little stuff. Yeah, but then they showed like they showed a lot Shadow of shit. Got announced they on showed stage. a lot of shit that was like people thought Pipe was dreams. never. No, ever that's a good happen. way to describe it. Yeah. yeah, and still we'll see if they actually come to fruition. Uh, that's the thing. It like, was 2016 the sequel, and we didn't even get like capitalized on a lot of the promises we were given. last But at year. least 2016 was exciting in that way. Yes. Where this, it seemed like they tried to maintain that same momentum. This year, with just trailer after trailer after trailer, but for me, none of those things really stuck or hit home, so, like, it kind of was just, like, watching a somewhat boring YouTube playlist of trailers. That's really what it was. Um, it was games, 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 which is, is which what, what, what we prefer as an audience. Definitely, but, but those... what they showed us was just, like, none of the games were new except for one, which was, but that's not even that new. That's not really a new game. The Shadow of the Colossus yeah. remake. The most exciting which game... Which was really cool to announce. It looks great. It looks fantastic. The most exciting game that they showed was a remake of a PS2 game. Like, yes. that's kind of a bummer. That's, that's really not good. a bummer. That's not good. And especially, like, the gameplay they showed of these games. God of War, I'm pretty excited for. The game looks good. Um, I mean, it, it, it made me miss having more of a stage presence, which they did 
they did the like weird like Cirque du Soleil like people were hanging from the ceiling and like yeah. people playing music before the those elements were there for sure but you know it's probably do... interesting for if you're an audience member but the thing but, is like, like you know I like seeing Shuhei Yoshida on stage and I like yeah. seeing like a lot of like the Sony Sony execs are some of the most colorful like interesting people in the game yeah they usually like do pretty them. well yeah um but uh you know uh, Days Gone doesn't look that demo. It looks so dry, dude. It's like so. I mean, you know, Sony Ben's making this game. Sony yeah. Ben made Golden Abyss, which is ironic because like the combat and like, Golden the, Abyss being the the Uncharted, uh, Uncharted Vita beating. game. Yeah. So it's kind of funny that like the combat in this game and the overall kind of like the the combat looks very Uncharted, and the overall kind of like skin to the game looks very Last of Us. Right. So Sony Ben's kind of making this, like, baby Naughty Dog game that, like, you rode a motorcycle around, you do stealth shit, it kind of looks you like fight some zombs. It kind of looks like, uh, like, Grand Theft Auto Lost in the Damned, that expansion, <laughs> but for, but for The Last of Us. That makes me want to play Lost in the Damned again before it makes me want to play yeah. this game. It's just, you know, the thing is, there's no it, there's no hook to the game that I haven't seen before. There's no thing that's like, what makes this game different? Well, the hook is, like, the crowds of zombies. But even in this demo, they just, like, he, zoom, he like, looked he through his binoculars at a crowd of zombies. And, yeah. like, the stealth looked so fucking lame. Like, he picks up a bear trap, puts it in some bushes, throws goes a to rock a different at bush, it. and throws a rock at that bush. And the guy walks over and gets, like, his And then the rest him. of the AI is so fucking stupid. They're like, oh, we should probably just go help him. Huh? Huh? What must, must have been my imagination. Huh. The bear trap. I don't know. It, what happened? Uh, are you okay? Who turned out the light? Who turned out the light? It's, it's I, stupid. Yeah, it, it, yeah just it just did not do There's anything for me. There's nothing unique or interesting about that game. Right. There's nothing that stand, There's nothing there that I haven't seen before. Right. And you that, know, that when you, when, and like the zombie the zombie trope has been done to death. But in video games, we get a lot of varied variety in the zombie trope. You know, uh, what's what's the game that takes place in the mall? Uh, Dead Rising. Dead Rising. The thing is, like, Dead Rising isn't, like, a weird outside zombie game. There's a hook. It takes place in the mall. It's very arcadey. Well, that's Dead Rising 1 that came out in, like, 2006. But even the fall, the subsequent Dead Rising games are always in a single setting that you explore and kind of open up almost like a Castlevania game. Okay. I, I think that's a weak comparison. But I'm like, just I'm just saying that point, other zombie like, games have better hooks. This one's yes. not giving you anything. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. I agree with you there. It just didn't do anything for me. I thought the... The Uncharted DLC looks cool, but again, we've seen that before, and it's like... Okay, I just yep, need that to be out. I get That's, it. It, it doesn't... At this point, like, DLC... They open up the press conference with pieces of DLC. The Two Uncharted pieces D- of DLC back-to-back. Yeah, yes. the Uncharted DLC, which I already knew looked good. Right. We saw pretty extensive gameplay at this point. I'm just like, no, no, you just give it to me. Don't remind me it's coming out. Yeah, I know. No, I got like, it. Like, I'm I'll, aware. I'll pay. That's fine. Yeah, and then they show us the Horizon DLC, which I did predict was going to come out, but yep. that's not, like... They didn't show us anything to get me excited for. Like, is it is it a map expansion? Is it more enemy? Like, what is it? Yeah. I don't know. They didn't really make the pitch for it. They just kind of showed a cinematic trailer. Yeah, it's not like you know, it's in an icy area. It's called Frozen Over, whatever. It's not like there's not already a frozen icy region of the map. So there's nothing new in that trailer. Right. It's annoying. Um. Yeah. Then we get into God of War. Again, God of War. No, looks God good. of War was way later. Is that way later? What happened? Oh, just that Shadow showed, of Colossus? They showed Shadow of Colossus, then they showed a long, like, VR segment. Oh, you're right. Which 
kind of sucked. I, well, I mean, the thing is, we talked about like whether or not they're going to show VR. VR is hard to demo on a on stage. stage. They showed yes. some trailers that looked interesting. That one game that takes place in an asylum, um, the inside, oh, that horror you game, inside story that's made by the people who were who did um, <coughs> Until Dawn. Oh, that was fucking. Which they did that. not make clear enough at all. Um, the one game you play as the mouse looked really interesting to me. Oh, cute. Yeah, that's I'm a cute into, mouse. I'm that. Well, I like those games because they. There's like one children's book where it's like follows like animals, but it's like about kingdoms and things like that. It's kind of gave me that same vibe. Mm. You know what I'm talking about, but I don't know the name of it either. Look, it looked more like Secrets of Nim to me. Yeah, for sure. But like, it was a cool like fantasy title and like a little bit different genre than yep. what we normally see on like PlayStation VR. I want PlayStation to be PlayStation VR to be successful, but like I said, I'm not going to buy it until he gets to iteration two, most right. likely. Right. Yeah. Or there's it's a major too, price problem. It's a bit too pricey and not enough stuff Contents. on there yeah um, um but the thing is like you know they could have gotten away with showing like three vr games and being like at another time we'll show these but we got like a 10 minute chunk of vr in this press conference i was just Which, like i mean mm. they they sold like a million of those headsets yeah. so like they need to devote some Capitalize time some time to it yeah. to it but i don't think any of it looked like none of it made me say i'm gonna run out and buy a, a psvr i mean that's, that's the thing hardware ne- needs killer apps and PlayStation VR doing well and selling its promise of being a virtual reality headset does not have a killer app yet. There's no reason to rush up to the store. Well, I would say, like, I I think Resident Evil 7 is a good case. For... I don't think it's a killer app, though. Yeah, but it is, it, like, a full-length game that you can play in VR. For sure. But I think, like, what VR, what PlayStation VR needs right now is, like, a thing that is home to PlayStation VR. You can only get it there, and it's the thing that everyone's talking about. You know, Zelda comes out on Switch... We hear about Zelda. We're like, I gotta get yeah, a but fucking no one is, That's a killer app. No one has you know? figured that out on any VR platform. Or any, I mean, yeah. Most platforms in general. Hardware is hard to sell, especially in its early life. I mean, VR particularly. It's especially like, hard to sell. We're yeah. still very, we're in the infancy of VR. People have still not really figured out the best way to do big experiences in yeah. VR. It's still something that people are experimenting with and playing with. And, I mean, hopefully some of this stuff lands with Sony with the PSVR, but I mean, I don't they've know. made well. I mean, they've made like the some of the strongest strides in like having consumer friendly VR stuff. I mean, some an Oculus really. It's the most affordable, definitely. Yeah, I I thought for sure they were going to announce some sort of PlayStation Pro VR bundle for oh. a very reasonable price, which I think would have been that a they good. Haven't, yeah, if they had a said four ninety nine for a PS Pro and a PSVR, yeah. To combat Microsoft's, because we didn't talk we about get the this price for, drop for for, for uh, Xbox One S. Yeah, X S got the price See? drop. There you go. Oh, price drop for S. Yes, yes. But they this announced is the, the, this is the same problem. Though. We didn't talk about the yeah. price for Xbox One X, which was four hundred ninety nine US dollars, yeah. which is kind of the like. Is that the price of a Pro? Uh, no, PS Pro, Pro is three ninety nine. So I mean, like Microsoft, and apparently Microsoft is selling those consoles at a loss. So, like, I if Sony wants to really fuck up Microsoft's day, any sort of, like, appreciable price drop. Yeah. I mean, they're already underneath what, what uh, Microsoft has. But, like, if their messaging is the same, like, if their messaging is resolution on these boxes, like, that's that's Yeah, that's hard tough. time selling it. That's uh, tough. Yeah. yeah. Microsoft is already behind, and uh, Sony now has the less powerful yes but if they're both just going to be doing better resolution like it doesn't it's not going to matter that that much in the long run they've got a hundred dollar less console and i think if sony had said you can get a psvr with your ps pro for 
even like 550 like something comparable to the xbox one x that's, like that's a hard loss on two pieces of hardware instead of one well psvr you know is what, what 400 still 400 but the headset's 500 isn't it no that's what i'm saying well that's what i'm you know what i mean like if you're if like a bundle being at 550 Okay, you're taking, even, you're taking, that's even, a big cut on both. Even that's a, all I'm saying. Even a bundle for like six, you know, something. Yeah. I something think, to really get those things out the door because they need to get those PSVRs out the door. I agree. I think I think in a few years, I think I think they release PS PSVR real early and when they like they started the VR generation early, mm-hmm. so then maybe when competitors catch up, they can do a major price drop, mm-hmm. and then they'll like fly ahead of them. Yeah, we'll see. I can see them doing that. I'm not, their marketing strategy for PlayStation VR has been very successful so far, but mm-hmm. very new. You know, they're creating the climate for what that technology will be. Yeah, it's very interesting to see. Um, so after PlayStation VR, they think showed, we see some Destiny. That's, no, that's when they showed God of War. God of War. God of War looks cool. Yeah, God of War. I just want to be cool. out. I, it seems like it's taking the February quarter one spot. Yep, I think you were right on yeah. that prediction because they did say early 2018. Yeah, so it uh, seems like they are doing some graphical voodoo on that game because it game looks, looks sharp. But you know, God of War is known for doing the voodoo. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you look at like God of War three, it looks like a next gen. God of War three still looks pretty game. amazing. Yeah, so. um, but I like. I'm really intrigued by the story. Looks great. I'm really intrigued by Kratos. Like maintaining the same character from mm-hmm. God of the previous God of War trilogy, it's not a reboot or a rematch. No, and putting it's like him a sequel, there, yeah. he's in a new setting, but it's the same character, and like mm-hmm. all the shit that happened throughout the God of War uh, trilogy mm-hmm. still happened. Yeah, is interesting because I think by the end of God of War three, the kind of commentary on that game sort of came full circle, where it was like, you know, Kratos is just like an asshole. Yeah, like Kratos just fucking kills everybody without really any sort of like retribution or mm. anything he just he is just mm. ki- a killing machine right almost to a fault and without reason like mm. the the setup with him like being tricked into killing his own family and then just being pissed at the gods and getting out his revenge by the end of that trilogy it's like he's totally lost sight of that and having a character that is dealing with guilt in the context of having to take care of a new family yeah i think will be an interesting idea and i hope they actually like pull yeah. that off i mean they talk about his son in the beginning of the show it's just like you keep saying i'm cursed and like it's because i don't have the same like abilities or power that you do right you but know? then and he that's... also says i know the truth so like maybe the Who truth knows? is like he what does is, have the power is, already, well no yeah. but maybe the truth is like what kratos's past is yeah so that could be interesting narratively yeah. i think it'd be cool i mean that was like you know we saw the big trailer last year, so we didn't see anything too new besides some action. But uh, yeah. it looks good. Looks it looks great. good. Yeah, that world snake looks really <sighs> cool. that crazy. Thing looks awesome. I was glad to see some other environments um, outside of the snow areas. Yep, we saw him in like yeah, weird some really like really bright, colorful. Yeah, which areas. I was I was nervous. I was just like, listen, this game's all just like icy tundra the whole time. Not going to sell me on it. Yeah, so glad to see some other environments happening. Looked really cool. Um, I think after God of War, did we get into Call of Duty and Destiny? Uh, Call the of Duty might have come before chunk. that, but yeah, but they did show Call of Duty and Destiny World War Two. They showed that was actually multiplayer gameplay. I don't know if wait, really? Yeah, I thought that was single player stuff. No, it was all multiplayer. Oh, that kind of changes my opinion on it a little bit. A little bit, but I I uh, actually watched some like did someone, you watch some of the extra I watched stuff? someone playing Call of Duty to. multiplayer, and it looks like Call of Duty multiplayer, like uh-huh. like. 
with kill streaks and yeah. all that stuff and like it's just world war ii weapons <sighs> but even still like they're moving really fast and it's really snappy i've been and, seeing uh, some uh some hard critiques on world war ii um the, the new call of duty game just like from headlines at news outlets just kind of being like it's called Duty Game, and there's no soul to it. It does take place during World War Two, but that doesn't really change. What but the they're game not is. even showing like like. Um, did you hear this? That they're not actually showing like there's no swastikas in the game. Like it takes place Wait, during what are you World War Two. Yeah, about? it takes place during World War Two, but like Nazi armbands are like there's no swastikas. They're like uh like crosses. Yeah, we got Wolfenstein existing. You and, don't have to yeah, fucking worry about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's like it's cool. yeah, it's yeah. a weird political direction that they're you like you have hyper violence in your game and they're sanding down the edges of like the actual history of world war ii which seems like a very odd choice to me well that pisses me off yep. uh i don't want to talk about it definitely looks fine um still not anymore into that game that I it was just looks like i mean i mean what they showed was like a story trailer which like again story destiny okay yeah and, and then, then Spider-Man's... Well, and then they showed, like, a little bit of, like, this is the exclusive shit you get on, on PS4 for Destiny, and it's, like, uh, a, a map. And one strike. And Which no like, one cares. Like, no one cares. Come on. And then Sean Lane comes out, and he's just like, wow, yeah, I know. That was pretty, that was pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, he was right? like, yeah. he was like, okay, guys, just relax, breathe. Relax. And everybody in and the audience... And to the audience, like, someone's, like, jerking still, off. still, like, looking at their phone and yeah. just, like, not... There was one point where someone's opening a bag and just looking in the bag. I want to know what's in that bag <laughs> like, more than anything like, during that trailer there's, or there's, during that conference. There's trailers going on on screen and they're like, what kind of swag did I get in this thing? Yeah. Before we get to the the final bit of Sony exclusivity trailers, yeah, they kept doing cutbacks to the audience during the entire press conference and no one looked interested. No one looked... A, it looked like the lights were on in that stadium, which Yeah, which is weird. And it was weird that you could see the, the crowd that well, but Yeah, there also, was some, like, like, definitely, like, games media people just, like, taking notes and being very serious because, like, it's their job. Yeah, there was a guy right in the front there that, like, actually had a note. Like, a notepad who was, like, taking notes the whole time. So, like, it was very... And they cut back to the audience, like... A lot. Like, after every single, every single trailer, trailer, they would cut to them, and the audience was doing things like going to the bathroom. Not, yeah. like, not like in their seats or anything, but, like, you know, they're walking to go somewhere else, or, yeah. like... Not clapping because they're like, yeah, this is your job. This is press conference. This is what we do. Yeah, there were some people clapping, but yeah. a lot of people in the audience looked yeah. looked kind of bored, which I kind of know how they feel. Like I, I yeah. am, I was sort of on that same page. Yeah. Bye, bug. Bye, bug. See you later. Um, and then they showed Spider Man. Which Spider Man, I have some really mixed feelings about. Yeah, me as well. I mean, I think it looks nice. Like it looks sharp. It looks very like um cinematic. Which is cool. It does but look sharp. It looks good. It looks good. The thing is, like, watching that demo, especially seeing it for the second time now, like, I tried to really, like, pay attention to yeah. where the seams were, and it did not look like there was an awful lot of, like, pushing buttons during that. That's the thing. There's a lot of, demo. like, cinem- like quick time events. A lot of quick time like, events. A lot of cutting the game away. Just where doing it, looks like, it. Yeah, it looks like it's taking control away from you in a lot of those scenes. The thing is, like, so, like, the, the demo that we did see, it was. Uh, it, it was a big action set piece, so probably a bigger moment in the game. Um, it looked cool, but like again, like you know, so in the beginning of the trailer, we see some like very Arkham Asylum, yeah, Arkham looks, City, it looks very Batman-y, which like which is good. Yeah. If you're gonna steal from something for a superhero game, Batman makes good superhero games. Yeah, 
Um, and the swinging also looked pretty good later on. I thought on. it looked really... I actually thought it looked just kind of okay. Like, when he's doing, like, the fast swinging and, like, the quick turns on the buildings and, like, the wall running, like, I was like, this is okay, but, like, the, those are all stuff you can do in Spider-Man 2. Um, yeah. And every Spider-Man game since then. So, like, that's not really all that... You know, I wanted to see Insomniac kind of really push the envelope, and not just in terms of motion like they usually do, but, like, kind of how they would have met Spider-Man. I, I almost feel like you know, Marvel or Sony, whoever is like kind of reeling them back. Well, I, the HUD looks bad. I think I, the HUD looks fucking shitty. I don't know if well, you, you I, noticed. I mean, opinion on that. Not really, but I think you know, for the purpose of this stage demo, they needed to show something really like flashy and cinematic. I agree, and um, I'm hoping that, like, when you can actually see someone play that game, it looks more like a game because yeah. really. I'll, it looked like a movie. Probably yeah. about half of that demo was not someone yeah. actually putting inputs in on a controller. I was also really bummed. Just like I thought the Spider-Man, like him talking, voice actor was fine. But I thought that like he wasn't like as quippy or funny. He seemed very serious. Well, I mean, especially like... Which when is you, not who you know. Especially with Tom Holland. Exists, yeah, when you've got Spider-Man, Tom Holland yeah. being Spider-Man now, who is like Killing a really him. good, like really energetic, really fun yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah, and this Spider-Man seems like kind of like dull, you know? It was cool to see Fisk and like... Like King Kingpin and um, stuff like that, but the game, you know, it, the game almost to me seemed to have like a weird identity crisis. So if you want a prediction here, because the stinger of, of that trailer was the they, Miles showed, they showed Miles Morales. Yeah. I think it's going to be a Metal Gear Solid Two bait and switch. Where Ooh, they, that Miles Morales is actually the they hero. kill real Spider Man. They kill Peter Parker like very early in mm-hmm. that game. Maybe even in that scene that we at the end yeah. of that demo and. Miles Morales becomes new Spider-Man. I hope you're right, because that actually sounds fucking rad. That'd be kind of cool. That would be really cool. Why do you show Miles Morales in your trailer unless... He's a playable character. Or maybe, or just in the game. I mean, it has a bigger role in the game than what it seems like. I think it would be cool. Yeah. I've said this before on other Story Screen podcasts. Kill Peter Parker. He dies a lot. I mean, I guess all all every hero dies. Did I say that before? No, I said kill Iron Man. Also kill Iron Man. No, I think you said kill Peter Parker. Give me Miles Morales. Jackson, I think that Jackson's would be cool. a bad man. Let's call your favorite white heroes. Yes. Um, which he's okay with, and I think I might be okay with it too. So, and closing thoughts on Sony's press conference. Very, very lukewarm follow up to the previous I, I, yeah, year. Yeah, it's just. But feeling... they have PSX coming. You keep saying that, man. But I'm here for E3. I, I show up for E3. I show up for E3 too. And I'm not saying that they should have a lukewarm E3 because they're going to have a fire PSX or uh, vice versa, but. I, none of the, I'm disappointed with Sony. Listen, I'm yep. a big, I'm a big, I have a Vita and a PS4. You were given that Vita. I you didn't buy yeah, that I Vita. fucking used it. I played Symphony of the Night and the Gravity Rush demo on it. Wow. You're really committed. Nice. Thanks. Yeah. I like the, I like my Vita. Um, yeah, until no, you got a Switch. Bye, Vita. See ya. I'm just saying, like, I, I support the Sony ecosystem. I really do like their exclusive IPs. I think they're a really great company. Um, but now we do shit like this. Yeah, I, no it, was, it was a it was kind of a, a flaccid nah. uh, press conference for me. Yeah. Um, but I felt that way about most of these press conferences, to be honest. No, it's been it's like we said at the top. It's not the strongest E three. It's not had. the most thrilling. Uh, pro- like I said, probably the most exciting game of the show for me. Yeah, was a fucking Dragon Ball Z fighting game. Like what? That was cool. I was excited by the major surprises, like. Um, uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. I was really pumped on. 
Yeah, but they didn't really show that game. No, they didn't. They so, didn't. I mean, no. who knows when that game's actually going to come out. Wolfenstein was hot on. Nothing made me jump out of my seat and be like, what? Except for there's one thing in the Nintendo conference that we'll uh, talk about. Yes. Well, we're going to talk about that right now. Because Nintendo was next, and that's the last conference. Yeah, so. they're also the shortest. But that's fine. Because Nintendo... Mario looks fucking crazy! Mario looks... Oh, so we talked about how... We talked about in our last talking simulator how, like... What we want from Mario is for them to do what Zelda does and like really rethink the formula and Dude, open just up do the something core, different. Do something different. And guess what? Mario's a fucking ghost man who possesses the hearts of millions. Yeah, Mario can possess dinosaurs and also humans. And also humans. And also and just, just about everything. Just every, if there's a thing that has a hat, he can also be that hat. Right. Yeah. If there's a yes. What? So they close they close the they close the Nintendo Spotlight event with Mario. I would like to work our way down to it. I just want to talk about Mario. I mean, the other stuff is fine, but I would rather just talk about Mario. Uh, ARMS, the Rocket League announcement, I'm fucking amped for. Rocket League seems like it'll be cool on Switch because what I want on a Switch is more games where I can put it down, like Mario Kart. Yeah. Mario Kart is the perfect example of how I want to use my Switch. Right. I want to hand somebody one of those Joy-Cons because yep. at first I was really skeptical about that feature, but like Mario it's Kart came around. Yeah. Mario Kart came around and really proved that for me, like... No, this is cool. Like you've using... been playing um, Samurai Showdown and like the, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Street Fighter too, but playing it, having like, the, having the feature to hand off like the controller, being able to take the Switch with you places and, and play like, with actually like hand someone a controller. Yeah. Like I've taken my Switch. I have done the Nintendo marketing commercial. Yes, take my Switch to the patio outside of the like local coffee shop. Yeah. A bunch of people have been around, and I've been like, yo, check this out. We're playing Mario Kart, and, like, just passing around the controllers. Yeah. That has been a lot of fun. It's been a great I time. And I want more games that utilize that kind of, um, kind of experience. And we're getting it between ARMS, Rocket League, Pokemon Tournament. Uh, we have Mario Kart. Uh, they did not Splatoon. announce... They did not announce Smash 4 Deluxe, which I'm really bummed. Unfortunately, that is a point for Robbie, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I, told, I told you that I go into. You really love to crush my dreams. I don't know Nintendo loves to crush your dreams. I just have to tell you. I have to say, my prediction for Nintendo was that I was going to be disappointed. I am... I'm bummed that they didn't put out Smash 4, right. but otherwise I think they had a pretty good, pretty solid Nintendo They direct. kept it tight. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, Reggie didn't seem as weird as he normally does. It was actually kind of a bummer now that I say it out loud. Um... But what else? I mean, Xenoblade they, Two looked really weird in Japanese, but Japanese that's what we thought fuck. it would be. Yep. The new Kirby game, um, it looks fine. It it looks good. Yeah, it I'll, looks cool. Yeah, it's I like Kirby a lot. I like Kirby. Yeah. I the only thing I don't like about Kirby is that they're very skewed for kids and kind of like easy. I would like to see a Kirby game that has like scaling difficulty a little bit more, or just like a little more like like Kirby's mechanic when I was like a kid in elementary school was awesome it's like Mega Man. you take the power of the thing you kill right you know it's it's interesting you keep what you kill That's this Kirby's, game kirby's motto this game is cool because you know it seems like the enemies the bigger enemies might be a little tougher and the grunts he can kind of like make on his team now he can kind of like that has almost, been a thing since like super nintendo you can make the bad kirby, guys oh i guess you're right kirby all-stars you kirby all-stars you could do that yep. well now you can have three of them. but whatever i like Car- kirby all-stars a lot give me a kirby all-stars s game on my switch I'll just like that yeah maybe make a give, give me as an adult something a little bit more which might not be what Nintendo is shooting for but that's what I would like yeah I mean the thing is like the sweat the switch has been proving to be not a kids only console so they might be starting to kind of think of I mean all it's, ages, it's a three hundred dollar you know? portable like kind of niche not niche but like yeah. I would say like you know 
more it, it's the closest thing Nintendo has made to like a nice sleek piece of technology. Yeah. You know, it's not a 2DS, which looks like kind of a, you know, play school toy. That well, not, not the new 2DS. Well, but still, like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't see it as more, I see it as more of like, you know, a home console that yeah. is less geared towards kids. And like, they're still, they announced, if you include Ultra Sun and Moon in this, four 3DS games yeah. in the past month. Because yeah. they did Ultra Sun and Moon. They've announced a new 2D Metroid game for 3DS. We will talk about it soon. Why not now? We're there. Uh, Yeah, because they they didn't announce it during their Spotlight. They announced it during their Treehouse event. Right. And they played it for, like, what, 40 minutes? I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah. That's crazy to me that they were like, "Uh, here's this new game, and here's this is the whole, this is a lot of it. But they also announced Mario & Luigi All-Stars for 3DS. Why the fuck can't I play that on my Switch? I'm going to tell you right now, though, all, all of these games, I was not going to turn my 3DS back on for. Neither am I. I have moved Samus on. Samus Returns, I will. I'm playing Samus Returns. You don't well, have to. Well, I already got rid of my 3DS, so I... Did you, you give it to your girlfriend. Yeah. It's not get rid of. Well, it's not exactly within arm's reach for me. Unfortunately, for many reasons. Um, Kirby, I wrote down on my list of notes, not Pokemon, because... Uh, they told, they're like, oh yeah, they said, had, they're like, I'm so excited that someone has started to make a Pokemon game for yeah. Switch. You will not be hearing about it for a while. But that they did that a lot with this with this Nintendo press conference because yeah. they did the same thing with Metroid. They just showed a title card for Metroid Four. Oh, Metroid this, this is my 4. story. I was going to tell it at the top. So I'm at I'm working, working my shift at the coffee shop, and I, Alex just shit. No, 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 no. I'm working with uh, Justina. Okay. I go. I, I'm like, I take a shit. I'm going to take a shit. So I go to the bathroom. When I go to the bathroom, we have a few boxes. I like to prop my phone up in front of me, like a TV screen, do my business. And I found the live, I found a live stream of the Nintendo conference because I knew it was happening at that time. Uh-huh. Put it up there, catching the tail end of the Pokemon not announcement where they're like, yeah, <laughs> like, listen, we're, hey, we're guys, 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 gonna make a Pokemon. Gonna make, I know stuff. that maybe you guys thought that Sun and Moon was gonna be the last one because the 3DS is gonna die. Yeah. But no, we're actually gonna make another one for the Switch. That's fine. But then. Okay. The Metroid trailer comes up, and as the final turd drops, I get the Metroid 4, and that I am... a graphic description. But dude, I am, like, smiling ear to ear, being like, holy shit. What a, it's yeah, literally, actually, holy shit. shit. Yeah, nice. Like, it's actually happening. Like, it's actually going down. And like, listen, did they do the kind of, like, really old school classic E3? They're like, here's a logo and some hype. Enjoy. Totally. Am I still fucking pumped for that game? That was probably my most, like, yeah, like, announcement of E3. Like, I was actually really pumped on that game. Alex called me at the store being like, hey, is uh, Robbie working? I'm like, this is Robbie. He's like, did you just see him? I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was, it was fun. It was a really good, like, moment for that. I mean, but, like, as far as the teaser goes, like, are you working on that game? Or did you just make a title card? Like... It's the same. It's basically effectively the same thing as the. New I think. Pokemon. I mean, listen. The Metro, Metro Four is not coming out until like 2018, 2020. That being said, I'm assuming you know they started development most likely a year ago before this title. But Nintendo out. did this a lot. Like yeah. they're gonna have to fill out the next couple years with games, and like for them to say, "Hey, we're we're making a Pokemon game, but it's only like a twinkle in our eye right now," and then for them to do the Metroid Four like title card back to back with that is like, guys. What are you going to put out in 2018? I'm, I'm confident that they have enough games for 2018, but they're going to announce them via directs. 
Probably. E3 was focused on 2017, and then they gave us the announcements that we wanted. And then they it's a better conference like, than than uh, Sony. Yeah, you know? I, I agree with you there. But I mean, like, they also did the same thing. They also during E3 reiterated that they're working on Pikmin Four. Yeah, that is going to come out at some point. But uh, I, I, I think they're also being smarter about like announce more that's coming out soon, announce less that's coming out far away, but have a good balance of both. Right. Keep the people, you know, let us know that things are coming. But, like, you know, I think when Pikmin 4 comes out, it's going to be like, hey, Pikmin 3 or Pikmin 3DS just came out. I'm sorry, that game's bad. But guess what? Here's Nintendo Direct focused on Pikmin 4, you know? So now they have to apologize for all the 3DS. Oh, Nintendo's been apologizing for a while. That's what that Pokemon announcement was. Like, hey, we heard that you guys were really upset about that Pokemon Direct. But just so you know... You little fucking stupid nerds. We are making a Pokemon game. I know you thought we weren't. But obviously but we obviously are. we are. Like, so here you go. So, you know, it's a little bit of them, it's a little bit of us. Yeah. Uh, I wrote Yoshi Unreal 4, LOL. Well, the Yoshi Island game looks cool. Or Yoshi Story, whatever. Sure. Uh, but did you, did you know it was developed in Unreal Engine 4? Oh. I thought that was funny. Okay. That was funny. That's a game engine. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Nintendo doesn't always use it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yarn, I thought it was a little Yarn funny. Yoshi looks cute. Sure. Yeah. I think it looks fun. Um, I like the older, like, maybe Mario Yoshi games. Uh, Fire Emblem Warriors, I'm not into because I do not like that Dynasty Warriors fighting game style. No, That's you didn't play me. the Zelda one? Oh, fuck no. I'm not going to play that. Uh, Zelda DLC, they, they, I don't I mean, kind of know what it is. I did want to talk about, they. so they gave a name to the uh, second DLC pack, which is called The Champion's Ballad. Yep. So I was, you know, this, so you want to hear my pitch for what I think that's going to be? Because it's going to be story DLC, and it is going to have a new dungeon. Yeah, it's going to be the first go around with the champions that fought Ganon the first time. There you go. Yep. It fucking doesn't even matter. Uh-huh. We're all there, Robbie. All right. I think it'd be cool though if you know to to go through Hyrule Castle, and it's like the original, like before it gets fucked up and stuff, and you kind of like explore like a new area. Yeah, be cool. I mean, I'm with sick. it. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about fucking Mario, please. <sighs> Mario looks so good. Uh-huh. I'm glad that you're hot on Mario. I was worried. Well, Because okay. before you were like, okay. not so okay. hot on Mario. Let me back this up here. Please. That trailer was bananas. That trailer was excellent. On. I mean, the hat thing is crazy. Like, they started <laughs> off with a T-Rex, and then pop Mario pops out of the T-Rex. Yeah. And then it's like it's Mario running like around, why? and then they show a frog... And then Mario ro- rolls up with his hat, throws the hat at the frog, boom. The next frog's thing you like know, looking like it's having an orgasm, and Mario's like, like getting is sucked like into another dimension. Inner space going into this, <laughs> like Elijah Wood is there, and everything's going on. Like it's, and then all of a sudden that frog has a mustache, yep. and then cue quick cuts. Everything has a mustache. Everything Mario is Mario. Is everything. Yeah. Everything, everything is, is Mario. Mario. Yes. <laughs> but like this poses so many questions. Like, okay, New Dog City. So. Caveat is no. Let me finish talking about the trailer first, and I'll okay, give, I'm it give it to you. Uh, New Dock City posed questions in the first place because the original trailer they showed for Mario Odyssey shows Mario running around in New Dock City, where there are full-sized, regular-looking humans that yes. Mario is half the size of. So that poses so many questions to begin with. What is Mario? Yeah. But we, we what learned, are these humans? I'll let, you, I'll, I'll let you finish. Maybe you yeah. have an explanation for me. Well, they, they kind of said that like it, it, he's going through many kingdoms. Okay, so this is like so a New different City universe is or a different a, planet? New Dunk City, actually, like the kingdom's name or world's name is not New Dunk City. It's like something else. But it is a 
it's a whole other world because this game is very focused on exploration. Okay. He's exploring places he's never been before outside of the realm of the Mushroom Kingdom and the Mushroom Universe. So Mar- the Mushroom Kingdom, Mario is an alien to these like normal, yes. normally proportioned yes. humans. Okay, well he can possess them now. Oh yeah, and then the he can, other he can be anything. The other questions are like, and this is where like I think the the peak of the Twitter goofs have been. Oh yeah, well because like, it's just fucking weird. Post like, Nintendo press conference, people were fucking on it. Yeah, and another shout out to Griffin McElroy because he was the funniest. Already, he was he was up there, top tier, top tier goofs yeah. on Mario. But like, what? This is not my my original joke, but like, what do people remember when Mario possesses them? What do they experience? <laughs> is this like is this like uh like Get Out basically? Like they're in the either in the like sunken the, place, the sunken place, like when Mario on. is inside their brain. It's fucking and like, weird. Dude. They have they're cognizant of what Mario is doing, but they have no control. I'm kind of I'm very curious about like you know I'm assuming it's like a time based mechanic in, in terms of like you're only in a person for a certain amount of time or whatever. But like I just think. I love I love I love it. I but then also it. what happens to those things when Mario leaves possession? I don't think they die. I think they just go they're like mm-hmm. they cease to exist. No, he no, like no. erases. He, no, from... he 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 goes with the hat out. He jumps out. Yeah. He okay. jumps out and the hat goes so off. So those but things are, are still, still there. intact. Unless maybe like I feel like a new donk citizen would still be there, a but new a Goomba donk citizen. <laughs> a Goomba, Goomba is he what erases? He probably like, goes up and then jumps back down and kills them. Man. So they have one one moment of being that Mario. game looks fucking cool. But then then they showed like you see the extended d- gameplay it after looks really the good, trailer. Dude. I You're I'm not sold? I'm not sold on like the actual like running around New Donk City. It just doesn't like. Well, a lot of so I actually I think Mario Odyssey was what I watched the most like post E three stuff on. Yeah, and a lot of people were saying that like the worlds don't seem big, but they're super dense. So, like, it's very, like, multi-tiered within itself. There's a lot of things to explore. Many side quests. There's an inventory in the game where you can get different outfits that affect your abilities and things like that. So we're seeing a little bit of, like, pseudo-Western RPG elements in the game, which I'm always kind of down for Nintendo stuff. Um... So, yeah, and I think I loved the, uh... kind of jacket from Link Between Worlds, but, like... He can go on the oh, surface yeah, the of something, stuff. and then it turns into a 2D Mario That game. was pretty cool. That's rad, dude. I think this game, you know, I think it's, I we've said it before, but I think it's really going to be another Breath of the Wild where they, they nail it. I think they're really going to Well, and it. in the same vein, like, when I saw them do Breath of the Wild yeah. gameplay at E3 last oh, year, it didn't sell me. But, like, once that game came out, and I could see, like, uh, an extended, like, once I actually got a better idea yeah. of what the beat-by-beat... Um, <laughs> nice. That totally came up so? on the microphone. I bet it did. Um, <laughs> Pizza and beer. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> gotta leave here. Nerd podcast. Don't listen gotta to get this. out of here. Um, once they actually like, I get a good idea of what that game is. Mm. Which did they actually say release October? Right, October twenty seventh. I believe. I actually wrote it. No, that's a piece of paper I ripped. Maybe twenty third. It's it's October. It's like mid October. I think it's October twenty seventh. I'm like almost positive it's October twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. I want to say it's twenty third. I'm right. Twenty seventh. All right, fine. Hey. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> I think that's the same day that the New Order comes out, or not New Order, the next Wolfenstein game. Oh, uh, the uh, Colossus. Colossus, the old Colossus. That's a weird name. I guess we didn't talk about that. I was just excited that it was like another zombie. Uh, I was. I keep trying to say zombie. I'm trying to say Nazi. Nazi. Yeah. More Nazis. Um. 
yeah, killing Nazis in America is something I very much am excited to do. I'm into it. Um, uh, this game looks good, dude. I think it looks good. Um, I also have my skepticism still, but I'm definitely more into it. I think it's so weird that, like, they kept this mechanic. This seems to be the central mechanic of the game. And this whole, like, unveiling of Mario Odyssey, this go-around was just like, hey, this is the reason your dumb hat has eyes on it. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you know, right. like, it's cool. Yeah. Right, when they showed the They showed it last year, it's just, it looked like Mario stuff. Right, you could just throw the hat, and the hat has eyes it's on like it. It's like an attack. Yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah, which, there's so much more. What a reveal. Holy shit. It's, like, the it's dinosaur weird. thing was just... It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for this. This is, you know, now that we uh, have the power of our Switch in our hands and our homes and our outside homes. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a like a good place to just play that anywhere, you know? I'm always looking for more Switch games and, and like, Nintendo really brought the weird shit between yeah. Mario and Rabbids and Mario Odyssey. And like I said, I want, I want a big, like, deep single-player game to bite my teeth into. Sink my teeth into, bite my teeth into. Yeah, now, especially now that you finished Zelda, it's like yeah. I mean, like you know, play? I'm excited for the first wave of DLC because that seems like really good for doing like post game stuff. Mm-hmm. So I am gonna pick up that first DLC pack, and that, and I'm kind of waiting to jump back into well, Zelda. You can only you can't just pick up one; you have to get both. It's it, it's two pieces of DLC, but you can only buy them. Is together. it forty dollars or twenty? It's twenty. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. So money that. They, so yeah, the Trials of the Sword looks cool. Yeah, it's not. It's not just a square because like other Zelda trials, of, trials of whatever. It's like a square, and enemies just come in. And you fight them in the square. This actually seems to have seems like, like landscapes, like, yeah, navigation. It, stuff. It's like a battle shrine, but more than like the test of strength and yeah. things like that, which I'm down with. But that's E3. That's E3, and uh, another long pie. Well, a little bit shorter this time, but uh, I, I mean overall, like I think. We had a lot more energy in our pre E three show because I, agree. I think I think uh, our expectations maybe exceeded what actually yeah. came through, and I I don't want to like undersell some really cool looking games that were shown during E three, but as far as like excitement out of press conferences goes, it was a bit low energy for me this I, year. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I was low energy with two, and I was also very excited. I watched them all today, and like the whole time, I'm just kind of like, I mean, you know, real quick, I do think Microsoft had the best conference. Um, they had the yeah, most interesting I, lineup of games that they showed. Yeah, you know, I, I think they they did a good job, like I said, yeah. of showing a diverse lineup of games. Yeah, and when they like, they all are coming f- out this year. When you show forty some odd games in your press conference, that's pretty yeah. good. Yep, uh, Microsoft is doing good. I just, you know, yeah, it's not the best E3. We'll see what happens next year. We'll see what shape E3 is going to take next year. From, you know? from what I'm, I've read about <laughs> the, show, hot. The, the show floor this year's really? E3, like, apparently, like, before they opened the show floor on Tuesday morning, like, the lines to get in were outside the door because of the the uh, public um, general public being mm-hmm. allowed inside E3. Apparently, it's been pretty crazy oh, over yeah. there, but... Well. Uh, and lines to play stuff is even longer. So, I you know I'm surprise, I'm surprise. really curious. I'm really curious to see like um, perspectives from people who paid money to go to E3. Yeah, this and see year, what they get out what, of it. What how they actually felt yeah. about their experience there. Um, I, I mean, it is a multi-day event. So, but um, yeah, yeah I uh, I 
there still could definitely be some stuff on the show floor that I might not have heard about or yeah. seen. But you know, um, like I said, these are our impressions from the conferences. Like, uh, there's a lot of stuff from people hands on with it. You know, sometimes you get hands on with the game. It's a little bit different than when you just see it. Sure, good or bad. So, uh, you know, stay tuned to all the E3 coverage and like keep you know keep on lock with like the games that you care about because that's how you're gonna find out the most about them. Yep. But uh, you know, talking simulator. Is going to change shape now. Yeah, we're gonna return with Talking Simulator mm-hmm. in a totally different format, kind of context, and format. Um, uh, we talked about it a little bit last time, but uh, we're really going to focus on one game at a time, one game per episode. Maybe do multiple episodes if necessary, but I think we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna really focus in on what makes games an interesting medium for telling stories, yeah. and uh, what the unique. Um, opportunities to tell mm-hmm. stories are in games and yeah. how how games can approach that in a diff- in different ways. We have a so. really exciting first game planned with a really deep kind of like good like single player story. It's a big one. I mean, it's, it's a big it's, one. It's, it's it's a big I don't want to I, I don't want to give it away, but no. it's as far as like mm-hmm. narrative in games goes, I yeah. think it is one that um, changed the conversation. In a big I think way. so too. You know, even like there are sometimes there are good game stories, but they're not like great like story stories. But this is like one that kind of exists across all forms but you know we're besides talking about really great triple a game stories we're going to talk about even literal weird ones and everything in between so yeah i'm excited to to dive into some of the more bite-sized stuff oh definitely definitely because it makes for easier podcast it makes it for easier for us to play through yeah because i'm not trying to drop like 40 hours of fucking game yeah but i will if i have to because that's my job well you you need to get paid for something for it to be your job so advertisers get at us Hit us up. Hit Red, us Red up. Red Bull. Esports. Totino's Pizza Rolls. Hashtag Totino's. Hit us up. We're here. All right. Well. That's Talking Simulator. Thank that you. was E3. I'm Jack Kaljeski. Robin Anderson. See you guys next time. See ya next time. Peace. Are the levels on the mic pretty good? How do the keys sound? Spiky. 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 Actually, it looks really low. Huh. I don't know. I guess when I'm talking in full voice, it's all right. Let's see if I... Let me talk normal. Drunk. Yeah. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Levels are good.